Johnston. It's been a long, hard road, two weeks in. Um, you know, we've got a Sea State 7 down there. HMAS Success has had to deploy 120 kilometres to the south to avoid, uh, for those of you who don't understand, Sea State's horrendous weather conditions. Um, this is a major operation. A massage therapist from Watford has banned men from her practice after getting fed up with customers asking for sexual favours. Kate Codrington now specialises in massages for women and says everyone has the right to work without fear of sexual harassment. Two travellers who conned an 84-year-old woman from Bedfordshire out of her life savings have been jailed for a total of eight and a half years. They persuaded the woman, who was in the early stages of dementia, to leave large amounts of money at bus stops or in a lay-by in Blunham. More from Gail Sanderson. Luton Crown Court heard how 36-year-old Francis Doherty from Wellingborough, his 31-year-old brother Huey from Rushton and their brother-in-law David Young from Arrington near Royston stole more than £73,000 from the woman. They were caught when her bank manager became suspicious and contacted her son. Huey Doherty was jailed for five years. Young was jailed for three and a half years. Sentencing on Francis Doherty was adjourned. A jogger is in a coma with multiple injuries after a collision with a car in Bedfordshire. It happened last Wednesday evening at 7pm in Stretley near the junction with the A6. The jogger, a 51-year-old man from nearby Barton, was in collision with a Peugeot car. Lloyds Bank has been told to increase the amount of compensation it pays some people who are missold payment protection insurance. The financial ombudsman has ruled that the company offered claimants less than they were entitled to to save tens of millions of pounds. A mystery artist is taking garden ornaments from homes in Aylesbury, repainting them and then returning them. A pig was transformed into a superhero and a tortoise painted with Chinese symbols on the Fairford Lees estate. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons continue their late bid for a League One playoff place at home to Gillingham tonight. Conference leaders Luton will go 17 points clear with victory at Grimsby. Elsewhere, Watford host Blackburn, Wickham go to Burton. The weather, cloudy and cold with some rain this morning, brighter this afternoon, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. What a great idea! A shoe built on blocks. I'll call them... Blocker boots! We'll sell a million! BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Well, we like going through Norton Common a lot. We've just come back through that. Ow. All this week, we're featuring Letchworth. You'd have to come to Letchworth to appreciate it because nah. I don't think there's any other town quite like it. Inviting everyone to where you live. Wide open spaces, plenty of greenery. As it says, a garden city. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Yeah, I know. Hey, it's virtually light out there. Don't get used to it because at the weekend the clocks go forward. We lose an hour. It's dark again. They go back. I don't know. But it's something. Anyway, more of that later. 
But today, lots coming up, including parents insist NUT reveal strike plan. A masseuse desists pummeling men. And the gnome napper persists with makeover mission. You see what she's done there? Cysts. You've done cysts. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, well done. Excellent. But I don't want to talk about any of that stuff today. I want to talk to you about Jesus. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. I couldn't give a monkeys about texts or Facebooks today. It's a phone-in special, all right? Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's uh, let's go to the uh, the uh, engine room, the steam room, the control room of uh, BBC Three Counties Radio and find out how the girls are getting on. Morning, uh, morning, girls. Good morning. Sounds very, very busy. Very busy. We've got so it, much on. I've got to say, it doesn't sound. Type it, type it. Oh, uh, it doesn't sound as busy as when JVS goes to the um, control room. That's what we're looking for. Hello, consumer. Yes. yes. That's better.
They shouldn't have sat there. They shouldn't have sat there. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, parents are calling for the National Union of Teachers to show their hand ahead of planned strikes tomorrow. Well, many are turning to their local council's website to find out whether their children's school is affected, only to discover that the local authority hasn't got a clue either. Milton Keynes say they'll have the information this afternoon. Buckinghamshire's warning any information may be incomplete or out of date. And Central Beds says the earliest they'll know is five o'clock tonight. So how do you sort out childcare? We sent our reporter, Tony Fisher, to speak to parents at Silso Lower School. We don't know anything about the teacher strike on Wednesday. Do you think you should be better informed? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely, yes. Unless, although huh? we might get something in the bags tonight. Normally like they that. are very good, to be fair. The schools are really good and they do keep you up to date. What tends to happen is that the, um, they put any information like that in at the end of the day and hand it out. Do you think you should have heard something by now? Well, we'd hope so, but I'm sure we'll hear something either today or tomorrow. And then how about you? I, I, I must admit, I would have preferred to have known a bit sooner because I'm a working mum as well. And they're going to put something on the website earliest five o'clock tomorrow afternoon, but that's going to be a bit late in the day, isn't it? It is a bit late in the day, yes. <laughs> Especially since I'm supposed to be working Wednesday, yes. What are you going to do? Well, hopefully they won't go on strike because normally they don't go on strike, so hopefully they won't. And if they do? And if they do, I don't know. <laughs> Frantically try and get yourself a babysitter. Well, give us a call and let us know how it's affecting you. 08459 455 555. Sigrid Daniel runs the UK branch of Care.com. Morning, Sigrid. What is Care.com? Hi, Ian. Um, Care.com, it's an online platform to help families and carers of all types, um, babysitters, nannies, childminders, but also carers for the elderly and pet carers, to connect and find each other in a safe environment online. So I'm guessing you might be um, the, the flooded a little bit tonight and yeah. tomorrow with people trying to find last-minute care. Absolutely. Um, this is the sort of event that means we, we do get quite a high influx of um, requests and searches um, for local childminders and nannies who can help out at the last minute. How many people have you got working for you? How, how much access have you got to carers? Well, we've got um, thousands, tens of thousands of carers up and down the country um, who are registered with us. And uh, in terms of sort of families being able to find last-minute childcare, we think that gives a good depth and breadth in your local area. If you run a postcode search, you'll, you'll see sort of how many, you know, child minors and nannies there are in your area. And people tend to, when families post a request, they'll get responses within hours. Oh. I think, you know, if you're looking at tomorrow, um, it, you know, get on there now and, and start looking and getting in touch with people because there will be a lot of demand. Do you, do you find that there's a, a spike in usage of your website when you get things like teachers' strikes? Absolutely. I mean, for parents, it's really challenging, this sort of situation. Um, and, you know, late notice about a strike taking place and the sort of things that we heard in, in your reporter's piece earlier, you know, not knowing till five o'clock this afternoon. I mean, most savvy parents will probably have gone online and registered their details and probably posted a, um, a request already. Um, because it's, it's, it's exactly the sort of thing that can leave parents at a really loose end and, and really difficult situation if you're working. 
Do you have kids, Sigrid? I do. And so, yes. What do you do? Do you use the service yourself? I do. Um, I also, because I work for an online company, I'm very lucky. I have the flexibility oh, to work from home. Beautiful. When, I know. I know. I mean, uh, that's the beauty of it. I've been able to bring together the personal and the professional. You say, you say that the luxury of working at home. I work at home sometimes, and I've got kids, and it, I find it really hard to get any work done. Yeah, well, this time of day is quite good. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm busy at this time of day. I'm here, <laughs> yes. but it's sort of in the in the afternoon. I can't do it because the kids know I'm upstairs and they want to come and play, or I'm yeah. get distracted and I want to go down and watch oh, uh, Peter yeah. Rabbit with them or something. Yes, that's tricky. Well, I mean, in terms of sort of tips for how to make working from home work um, with your children, yeah. I I tend to sort of work it in little. You know, I, I, I try to figure out how long each child can work on a task or concentrate for without me. So mine are seven and ten now. So yeah. a ten-year-old, you know, I can say, right, okay, you've got half an hour to just go through homework. When you've done that, come and fetch me, oh. and then, you know, I'll let you play on the, whatever, the iPad or whatever. Yes. Um, with my younger one, my seven-year-old, um, sometimes it's a case of actually keeping her with me and saying, if you can be quiet for oh. 20 minutes, then mum is just going to make this call at the end of the 20 wow. minutes. You and I will go and have you know, a drink and a snack. And they're used to it now, but they, they do, you know, they, it does require a little bit of sort of give and take from both sides. Sigrid, I appreciate your tips. Mine are a bit younger, four and two. I was trying to make a phone call yesterday and the two-year-old was going nuts. That was before he threw up all over me. He threw up. He's got a really bad cough, so he's coughing a lot at the moment. That's what a really bad cough basically means. And he went to bed and he had a lot of milk, a lot of milk. Oh, recipe for disaster. It came up cheese. Yep. It was cheese. I've never seen that before. It was cottage cheese coming up. All over me. All over me. All over me. That's why I'm not wearing jeans today. I did toy with the idea, but I thought, no, I'd better put them in the wash, you see. Well, thank you on behalf of everyone in the office. Have you only got one pair, then? I've got, I don't know where the second pair are. Did you put your knee through them? Yeah, but it doesn't oh, answer right, the okay, that... question. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. In Apsley on the speed sensors, London Road is slow going, heading towards Kings Langley and the M25. Also in Hatfield, um, Hatfield sorry, between the centre of town and the A1M on the Welford Road, things are busy in both directions. And at the Clop Hill roundabout, the A6 southbound approach is looking slow at the moment. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Here you are. 6.17, it's Tuesday the 25th of March and Catherine Boyle has collapsed in a heap. Parents in the three counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow which could result in the closure of their children's school. Information is either vague or won't be available until late this afternoon. Malaysian airline officials have defended the way they used text messages to tell relatives that the missing passenger jet had crashed in the southern Indian Ocean, killing everyone on board. Australia has suspended the search because of bad weather. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons continue their late bid for a League One playoff place at home to Gillingham tonight. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 500. Custom 
I'm filling for time. Guess not their mouthful of what? What? They got a mouthful of breakfast? They're not answering the telephone? What's uh, is our guess not there? It's a shame because we've got a cracking story. I really... It is a cracking story, okay? I'm a big fan of the massage. I, I do like a massage. I'm a late developer when it comes to massage, but my goodness, what a revelation. A late developer in so many ways. I don't get the different types. There are different types of massage. There's Swedish, there's the Japanese, there's, there's the one Chinese, that hurts. there's the Thai, there's the, the one that hurts. There's, the, uh, there's all different kinds of massage, okay? And our guest isn't there, but we can still talk about this. Um, the, the, a Hertfordshire masseuse, that's the word, Kelly, Mm-hmm. Uh, is um, is banning men from her practice because men, when they um, book a massage, some of them expect there to be um, sexual pleasures at the end of it. Well, it's because it's a well-known euphemism for that. Yes. Uh, Kate Codrington uh, from Oxy has been a therapist for over 20 years, but she says the late-night phone calls and inappropriate suggestions have forced her to stop treating men altogether. We were going to be talking to Eileen McIntyre. Yeah, but I think we may have fallen foul of what a lot of massage um, therapists do, which is have all their phone calls put through a mobile phone, yep. which is mostly turned off, yes. so they can check the messages and they don't have to listen to the filth lines. Ms McIntyre from Luton, a massage therapist, if you're listening, please do give us a call, 08459 Now this guy, I feel sorry for this Kate Codrington woman. She had a fella turn up in plastic pants. Oh my goodness. Plastic pants? The other thing is that she works out of her home. Hey. So that makes it worse, doesn't it? I, um, I have had massages around the world. Um, and they are, well, one, a couple I've had by big, burly, massive men, and that's always a little bit uncomfortable, because, um, I think, well, I think it's just a little bit awkward. It, what, the body-to-body contact yeah. with two men you find awkward? Yeah, yeah, I find that, I, I find that uncomfortable, that's my problem, I'm dealing with it. I don't think I'd like it. I'd much honest. rather a woman massage me yeah, than so a man. Would so would I. So we're all on, singing from the same uh, dirty hymn sheet? Well, no, I don't think ours is dirty. I think we're talking about the Mine's dexterity clean. of a woman. I, the thing is, I've had the massages I've had from women, they have all been, apart from one, from um, normally quite hot, small women, quite often of oriental persuasion. And while I have gone there for legitimate purposes, I'm, there, I'm in reverse of this woman. I'm worried that at some point they're going to say to me... Would you um, do you uh, do you want extras with it's that? Unlikely. Well, no. It, well, is it? Yeah. But if they do say that, then the that's pressure... usually pre-booked, isn't it? No. I don't know. I um, I've got a, a, an inkling 
that you can sometimes just ask for it. And my, my worry is, when I've had these, I've had a wonderful massage um, in uh, the, near where I live, actually. There's a Thai massage, and they're brilliant. The, the, the two in there are brilliant. And when I was in Japan, I went for a massage. And all of the, these, you know, attractive young ladies, I do worry. I can't enjoy the massage. This is what I'm trying to say. Because you're waiting for the question. I'm waiting for the question. Then at the end, when the question doesn't come and I've, I've paid up with money, then... I think, oh, I really wasted that 45 minutes because I couldn't relax because I was, I, I was anxious of what else might be. Maybe when you go in there, just say, look, just want a massage, love. Don't want nothing else. Nothing else. I don't want to hurt their feelings, though. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I don't want to hurt their feelings by, by being so blunt to them. But maybe they're not relaxing all the way through it because they think you're going to say something because you look the type. I don't look the, look the type. I don't look the type. And I don't care whether they're relaxed or not. The, okay, the last one I had um, was this tiny Thai woman. Uh, let's say she was called Tina. She wasn't. Tiny Thai Tina. And she was walking on my back. Now, if there's not something erotic in that, I'm a, I'm a Dutchman. Guys, is this on? Hello? Um, Tough crowd. Well, no, it's just the walking on your back. I wouldn't see that as a prelude to it. I mean, oh. if someone walked on my back, I'd probably um, shout. Walk, Kelly, walk on Catherine's back. Okay. Shall I take my shoes off? No. I would. Okay. Do you actually, am I actually? Yeah, go on. Why not? Right. I am taking my shoes off. Shoes are coming off. This is what happens when a, a guest drops out. Go on. Go okay. On. I'm scared. All right. Just walk on. Oh! Go on. Oh! Go on. Oh, no, walk. <laughs> walk. Don't jump. I didn't. I just walked to the end of her neck. Go on. Do it Did you like that, Kath? Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Do it <laughs> Didn't sound like nothing. You kind of winded me. Oh, sorry. Is that is that what is that? Oh. The the lady that did it to me was more delicate. <laughs> hey, there's a phone call. Had things she to hold on to. There's a phone call. There's, what? Oh. You missed it. Phone again. Phone again. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We can talk about massage. We can talk about the inappropriateness of massage uh, if you'd like. And if you're a massage therapist, a masseuse indeed, then do give me a call and let me know. Uh, well, j- just some of the problems that you encounter. But also, what are the different types of massage? What's the difference between a Swedish and a Thai and a Japanese and a Chinese and um, all of the other ones? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, I don't know what this. We're not playing that. We're not playing Adele. Let's try. Um, well, Aha's not there anymore. It's gone. Oh, there we go. Hang on a second. Yeah. Oh no, it can't play Aha. Aha's not in the system. It would would appear. Oh, I've completely muffed up the computer now, so we're gonna have to play that. Yeah, it's gonna go there. What is this? Well, we'll play it. Let's see what happens.
medical news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors, things a little busy in Bulldock. The London Road southbound as you head towards the A1M looking slow. And then the A1M itself southbound is building up around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Things also starting to look busy on the M1 London bound. That's building up between Junction 10 for Luton and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Public transport looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Parents in the three counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow, which could result in the closure of their children's school. Information is either vague or won't be available till late this afternoon. And Malaysian airline officials have defended the way they used text messages to tell relatives that the missing passenger jet had crashed in the southern Indian Ocean, killing everyone on board. Australia has suspended the search because of bad weather. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Matches tonight for Watford, MK Dons, Wickham and Luton. The Dons continue their late charge for the League One playoff places as they host Gillingham at Stadium MK. Manager Carl Robinson wary of a dangerous Jill side. Obviously they've got massive goal threats all over. An old friend of ours, I can Fenwer. For what people say about him, I, I like him. I think he's a goal scorer. Weirdly, people might know this, but I tried to bring him to the club only last year. At this stage of the season, I felt he was different. He was a, he's a one and two man, so it, people might knock his the way he is or the way he moves, but he, he scores goals. Luton are still 14 points clear at the top of the conference after third placed Alfreton lost at Halifax last night. The Hatters are at Grimsby tonight with new signing Luke Rooney, a possible starter after a sub appearance at the weekend. So does Boss John still believe he can play in the role vacated by the injured Luke Guttridge? Yes, he can. He can play wide or he can play off of the, the, the centre forward. Um, but his last few games has been at Maidstone, so we haven't got a we haven't got to go crazy, you know, maybe just to need him a little bit longer on sometimes and gradually. But yes, he can. He's a very talented young man, to be honest. In the Championship, mid-table Watford hosts Blackburn with manager Beppe Sonino saying he won't allow the season to just fizzle out. I want my lads focused with the head on these last 10 games because it's a, it's a, it's a, are very, very important games to, to assess everything to assess the, the situation to assess the player is important for me for the club and for the player and there's commentary on Watford MK Dons and Luton in tonight's three county sport from seven plus news of Wickham's League Two trip to Burton tonight's Premier League matches include Manchester United versus Manchester City and Arsenal against Swansea Southern League leaders Hemel Hempstead will go nine points clear if they win at home to Stourbridge and Milton Keynes Red Bull owner Dietrich Mastich says his company could quit Formula One if he's not happy with the way the sport is run his remarks follow Daniel Ricciardo's disqualification at the Australian Grand Prix BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. And that's it. I don't want any... uh, I don't want any Facebook or texts today or emails. It's phone calls. You're rejecting them. I'm rejecting them. I want phone calls. Phone calls only. If you've never called the show as well, now is the day to call it. 
Even Jeffrey, no, Jeffrey, you can't come on. That's the, not today, Jeffrey. You're 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 having a, a, a semi banning for the rest of your life. But everybody else is welcome. Your hair's looking wild today. I put rollers in last night. Hey, what? Yeah. Why? Did you go to bed in 1976? Like mm-hmm. Yeah. I've just felt like it. I felt like I liked a little bit of volume yesterday, and so uh, I thought I'd bite the old rollers in. One thing you could be accused of <laughs> never lacking is volume. Hey, who uses the um, uh, the uh, shower helmets you get in hotels? You know the shower helmets? Yeah, people who want to keep their hair dry. I've never used a shower um, helmet. What's, what's your problem? Kath sounded off mic. I was off mic. Oh. She's on mic now. I was using the um, look, it sounded like I, yeah. I was just walking in and you, now I'm here. You sound like you're off mic. It sounded far away and I didn't like it. See? Mum? We've got a special bond now, she's walked over my back. Exactly. Because uh, I've never used a shower helmet. helmet. No. And yeah, um, I, I, I took one, I stole one, I didn't steal one. There was one in the hotel I was staying in recently. And they're I took there for it your use. But why? Um, because women, like me, yeah. I'm a woman, yeah. um, who have long hair, like me, yeah. sometimes, you know, women look after their hair. I don't look after mine, really. No. Um, I just tend to just leave it. This is a But anyway, dull sometimes women have hair that they um, maintain and oh, they don't want context. to get it wet because oh. then it means more maintenance. You just remind me. I knew there was, something I, I knew there was something I had to what? say. Right. So last night, oh. the boys were getting right on my nerves. They yes. were really annoying me. And I was ill and they were annoying me and everyone was... Gr- they were ill, I was ill. Everyone was grumpy. Grumpy, 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 grumpy. And my eldest is playing with some Lego, right? And I said so. I sort of told him off because he was being naughty. And he said something under his breath. Oh. Right. How old is he? Four. Wow, that's early. I said, what did you say? Nothing. Oh. What did you say? I didn't say anything. No, I heard what he said. Shall I tell you what he said? Oh, Jesus. <gasps> so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this, is a, this is a big grown-up moment here. And he went, oh, Jesus. I said, what did you say? Nothing. You said something. What did you say? No, I didn't say anything. Listen, I'm not angry. I just want to know what you said. I said, Jesus. I'm thinking, oh, God, where is he? Has he got that, that from so me? That sounds so horrible from a child, I know. I think he's got this from me. I said, OK, why? Why did you say Jesus? And he said, because I'm making a cross out of Lego, Daddy, and um, it just reminds me of the story of Jesus, who um, he died, and then he went into a cave, and then uh, his friends came and found him, and he was alive again. They're doing Easter at school. He was doing Easter at school. He wasn't cursing under his breath. He was actually thinking of Jesus. He wasn't angry, but for a second I'm thinking, oh, God, he's picked up... What else has he heard me saying? Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. We'll do the papers, but you want to play this song, do you? I'd love to play this song. Oh, don't do that.
we go. Here we go. Here we go. Conquer insomnia for good. I need a bit of this. I'm struggling. Oh, I thought it was going to be a conquer story. No. It's an insomnia story. It's right. a conquering insomnia story. In a major new book, Professor Richard Wiseman. Oh. Oh. Hertfordshire's Professor Richard Wiseman. Is he? Yeah. Explains the simple tricks and techniques you can use to get the sleep you need. Go on. Okay. Have a warm bath. Right. And a snack. I like this one. Have a snack. This is the uh, tips that my children use. You can easily increase your chances of getting a good night's sleep by eating a small portion, under 200 calories, of food that is rich in carbohydrates, such as, um, well, it says here you can chomp down on a muffin. Really? Before you go to sleep, have a muffin. I've never had a muffin for years before Surely bed. that's the, fa- the fastest way Married. to a muffin top. Married life, isn't it? Oh. I heard about bananas before Bananas. Bed. Uh, a few biscuits. Or one slice of toast. Do some maths. No. Yeah? Not doing maths. Um, if you're not good with numbers, try... Ah, ah, here we go. If you're not good with numbers, try thinking of a category, such as countries or fruit or vegetables. <laughs> or alternatively, read this article. Think happy. In one experiment uh, in California, someone... <gasps> see, it's working, isn't it? Yeah. Allocated insomniacs to one of... Uh, think happy. To follow this technique, try creating a wonderful fantasy world in your head. Again, I do that before bed. (laughs) Ah, avoid any imagery that is too exciting or sexually arousing. Okay. Instead, perhaps plan your perfect holiday, how you would spend a lottery win. or Ah, here's one. Start yawning. You were just doing that, weren't you? Yeah, it's this um, article. When you behave as if you are sleepy, you become tired. Fake it to make it. Hugs, not drugs. To take advantage of this strange effect, let your eyes droop. All right, you can do this one. Let your eyes droop. Let the mouth hang open and your arms and legs feel heavy. Sink into your bed as if you had a long and tiring day. Even fake a yawn or two. <laughs> In short, fool your body into thinking it is time for bed. Right, now this, this next one is nuts, right? This is how to conquer insomnia for good. Right. Right? Try to stay awake. <laughs> Try to stay awake. Medical researcher Niall Broomfield from the University of Glasgow wondered whether some reverse psychology could be used to help people sleep. Those trying to stay awake felt less anxious at bedtime and reported fuller. Oh, guff, that is. Go, go and find a cure for cancer, guys. Go, go and solve cancer. Or, um, I don't know, another disease. What have you got? Not a lot, to be honest. Oh, but, all right, can we just say this? Jimmy Tarbuck, innocent. All charges have been dropped because it's on the front page. It should be on the front page of every newspaper. Exactly, it's on the mail. It's on the front page of the mail. Is it on the front page of any of the others? No, it should be on the front page tomorrow. Perhaps should be on the front page of every newspaper. Jimmy Tarbuck. All charges have been dropped. I'm a strong believer that when these 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 things get reported in the press, that people get arrested and they've been charged with all kinds of horrible sex crimes. Front pages, and then when they are dropped, as it was with Jim Davidson, tiny little tiny little paragraph somewhere. It should be there, the same amount as there was the accusation. Should be the same amount, Jimmy. Let's let's herald it from the uh, the rooftops. Jimmy Tarbuck. All charges uh, have been dropped. Well done. Awful. Can you imagine? And the allegations. about him. Yep. Ah. Oh. Good. It's all been dropped. Well done. Congratulations. It should be on the front page of every newspaper in this country today, but it's not. Shame on you. You know pheasants? I do know pheasants, actually. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're getting their own back. Good. Um, it seems a particularly plucky specimen <laughs> is yeah. besieging a farmhouse and leaving the fa- family terrified of venturing outside. Do you think they're terrified? Really? The pheasants, you could easily have a pheasant. In, just drive at it with a car and run them over. My husband uh, killed a pheasant the other day. He was very upset about it. He said, I slow down 
to let it pass. No, to and it ran to the it ran to safety, no. and then it ran back again. Yeah, no. I said sorry. That's evolution. He should have um, brought it in for supper. Although he's not no, allowed he's to. Not allowed the person, the person behind. behind is. Hey, um, this one uh, says it's been attacking her cats and dogs and even vehicles. I need your phone number, uh, Catherine. So I need to text you later on that um, all of your family have been killed in a plane crash. Oh. I that seems a little harsh. It seems a little harsh. It's exactly what the Malaysian authorities have done. They texted, they texted all of the relatives of the people on the, um, the uh, Mal- missing Malaysian Airlines saying, uh, Malaysian Airlines regrets, we have to assume beyond all reasonable doubt that the flight has been lost. Um, we must now accept... Uh, uh, none of those on board have survived. Just awful. you got a text that you... You know your mum? Yeah, she's been missing. She's dead. It's oh, nice text. Thanks, guys. After two weeks, isn't it worth maybe 200 personal phone beep, calls? Beep, beep, beep. Oh, hang on, I've got sake. a text. Sorry. Oh, my kids are dead. Thanks very much, Malaysia. Awful. Thanks, Malaysia. 08459 555. More of the same after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things looking heavy on the speed sensors in Dunstable on the A5 in both directions at the moment. That's the junction with Church Street. And the A1M southbound slow between the Stevenage junctions 8 and 7. The M25 anti-clockwise slow between junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't like apples. 6.45, it's Tuesday the 25th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents in the Three Counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow, which could result in the closure of their children's school. Information is either vague or won't be available until late this afternoon. Malaysian airline officials have defended the way they used text messages to tell relatives that the missing passenger jet had crashed in the southern Indian Ocean, killing everyone on board. And in sport, conference leaders Luton will go 17 points clear. Well, yeah, that's if they win tonight, Simon, so let's not get carried away. All right, let's get the weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bit of a cloudy day today with outbreaks of rain. We have this band of rain that joined us in the night. It's fairly light and patchy in nature, so we'll just see the odd spot here and there. That starts to retreat to the west by about lunchtime, leaving behind it the odd shower and a fair amount of cloud. So any brightness, if any at all, will be uh, limited to later on in the day. And temperatures are really going to struggle today. We're looking at highs of 6, 7, 8, perhaps 9 degrees Celsius. And tonight we've got a clear night ahead. It's going to be quite cold and dry, so a Frost is uh, fairly likely in the countryside with temperatures down close to freezing. And tomorrow we've got a, a dry start to the day with some sunny spells, fog lifting early on. And then we're attacked by showers from the east. So they're gradually going to become more uh, more widespread as they work their way inland by the afternoon. And quite heavy at times as well, continuing through the night with temperatures up to about 9 degrees Celsius. Thursday we've got sunshine and heavy thundery showers, which will clear later on. Friday after a dry start we've got outbreaks of rain, which will stay with us until Saturday. So we quite a keen breeze on Friday, so it should feel quite raw. Uh, come Saturday we've still got that rain and a bit of a brisk wind, but temperatures start to improve, so we could have highs in the mid to high teens. That's your latest forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks 
it's an interesting town, lots, lots of heritage. I like the centre, I like the, the greenery, um, going around the greenway as well. Inviting everyone to where you live. Garden City, you know you have gardens, you have trees, you have flower beds. And all this week, we're featuring Letchworth. A very pleasant place to work and everyone is very friendly when you're walking around the town. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. It's a really decent town and people here are really friendly. I just love Letchworth. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks, BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, Justin's not there, are you, Justin? Hello, boss. Hey! Hey! How you doing? Well, that's a surprise. Kelly Betts has disappeared. It doesn't say on my screen whether you're there or not. Oh, I'm here. And get ready, radio fans. We were listening for you on pre-fade. Oh, But we couldn't hear you. Oh, don't worry. I'm here. I'm here. Well, that's... You're off doing uh, a fun story... Not fun story, sorry. It's a very serious story. You're off doing a very serious story about thievery that's taking place, aren't you? I am indeed, What on earth earth is going on in Aylesbury? Well, uh, currently at the moment, it's um, chucking it down with rain here. I'm on the... uh, I don't care. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm on Cat's the. Uh, playing a tiny violin. <laughs> <laughs> it's your, it's your job, mate. I couldn't care oh, less. Okay, oh, well, fair enough. I'm on the uh, Fairford Lees Estate here in Aylesbury. Now, a um, lot of people have garden ornaments, correct? You have garden ornaments, Ian? Do, do you I, have I don't them? have any ornaments. No, 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 no ornaments. Oh, okay. I've got loads. Have you? But I've got children in well, the garden. Um, are we doing the story now or after the record? It's entirely up to you. What's- what are you calling the shots now, no, Justin? I'm just saying, you know. Well, do you want to do, do, do it wanna... after the record? It's entirely up to you. Well, do you want to do... The... Well, OK, right. Do you want to do the record, then? Well, let's do, let's do the record, then. Do you you, why not? Do you want to introduce Dr Hook and um, When You're In Love With A Beautiful oh, Woman? Oh, great lyrics in this track. Fantastic, yes. Uh, here is an absolute classic from uh, Dr Hook, When You're In Love With A Beautiful Woman. Across you go... Beds, Hearts and Bucks. You go off, Justin. You have a smoke. <laughs> You've got two minutes, 47 seconds. Oh, thanks, boss. Ta-ta. Cheers, Cheers bye. What a chancer. Bye. 
little bit of Dr. Hook. When you're in love with a beautiful woman, it's hard. Oh, please. Boys, boys. Are you ready to do the piece now, Just? Yes, I think so. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, track, UK number one. Great track, isn't it? Yeah, wonderful. Now, people nick the weirdest things, and gardens are often seen as soft targets. But when stuff goes missing, it rarely comes back with a fresh lick of paint. But that's what's been happening in one neighbourhood in Aylesbury. Garden ornaments there have been getting the Gokwan treatment. Did you write that, Catherine? Yep. Take it out. No. Yes. <laughs> no, they've been getting makeovers. No, they've not been coming they've back. Been getting zhuzhed. They've not been coming back naked and full of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> From a mystery gnome napper, Justin Dealey is investigating. Dealey, what? Where are you and what's going on? Oh, Ian, this is bizarre. I'm live in Aylesbury. I'm on the Fairford Lees estate here. I am with Avril Webb. Avril, you've had some garden ornaments stolen. Tell us what was stolen recently. Um, I've had two chicken, um, one pig, uh, some sheep stolen. Stolen and um, two hedgehogs. But now, how will these items return to you? Um, painted. Super Pig, um, he was painted really well. Um, the chickens were painted as zebras um, or the cornflakes chicken, and the joker was the hedgehog. Right. Now, you have received a letter from the uh, mystery stealers, let's say. Um, what does this read? Well, um, this reads, because they returned the ram two weeks later, but he wasn't painted. Dear Mrs Webb, we're pleased you appreciated the statue paintings. Sorry didn't paint the ram, the statue hunters, with their sign. And they also left another statue on my pathway, which isn't mine, which is Lisa Simpson, really well painted <laughs> as well. I mean, what do you make of this? Uh, the statue hunters, are you annoyed by this, or do you see the funny side? Um, oh, no, I, th- I see the funny side, um, because they were really well painted... Um, and they were painted that I paint that I could remove, so it was okay. I know you said the ram was late coming back, but yeah. um, in total, how long were these items missing for? Um, well, the original items were actually uh, gone in the morning, but they were received back on late in the evening that day, so. It wasn't that long, just painted. Even the paint was wet on some of them. I mean, can you think of any reason why somebody would want to steal your property and then return it after working on it for free? No, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest. Um, No, all I can think of is they came walking past my house and thought, oh, they look a bit dull, and they wanted to cheer it up. Um, They must have been stolen when it was dark, surely? Yeah, they were stolen when it was dark. And they're quite heavy ornaments. They're not light. So it was more than one person, so it's still a mystery. I mean, how long do you think it would have taken, then, to remove these items from your garden? Well, it's on crunchy stone, so it wasn't heard. Um, So I would have said it would have taken, well, two people about five minutes to go there back. And wow, this is incredible. Yes, it is. It's definitely a mystery. <laughs> it is a big mystery. Now, in the next hour or so, we are hopefully going to be talking to Sarah Reddy, who lives on the same estate as you. In the last week, her tortoise went missing and was returned as well. Do you know of anybody else who's had anything stolen here from their gardens? Well, not yet, but this Lisa Simpson definitely came from somewhere else, so I haven't got any fresh ideas whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Avril, we appreciate your time. There you go, boss. So, uh, Crunchy Avril joining stone. Us Crunchy stone. How would somebody get away mm. with this. You know, th- this is a big operation to, yeah. <laughs> to come into somebody's garden, to steal their property and then return it after they've spent hours working on it. It's incredible. Justin, we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep investigating this this morning and try and you let us know as soon as you get any clues, won't you, sir? Mm, I will do. And hopefully in the next hour, Sarah Reddy, who's had her tortoise stolen, she'll be uh, live on the show as well. Justin, thank you very much indeed. 08459 555. if you know anything about that or about Crunchy Stone. Thank you.
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, we've got reports there's some debris on the road between Junction 9 for Redbourne and 10 for Luton. The matrix signs are set to 50 there at the moment. And on the southbound M1, things heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise also struggling between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors in Chesant, the A10 southbound looking slow between Turnford and Waltham Cross. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. So, in the next hour, we'll be talking about the uh, teachers' strike that's taking place tomorrow. Any idea what's happening at your school? Have you been informed enough? We're also talking about a masseuse who said she's not going to give massages to men anymore because too many of them turn up expecting... expecting, well, you know... Extras... And just who is stealing gnomes, painting them, and then returning them back to their original places of premises? All of that and more after the latest news and sport with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, the headlines, confusion over teachers' strike, search for missing planes suspended and men jailed for conning Bedfordshire pensioner. BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents in the Three Counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow, which could result in the closure of their children's school. Information is either vague or won't be available till late this afternoon. Head teachers say unions are not required to tell them which members of staff will strike. More from Tony Fisher. In Buckinghamshire, school closure information will be available on the council website, but parents are warned it may be incomplete or out of date. In Milton Keynes, you won't know till this afternoon if your child's school is closed, and in central Bedfordshire, you won't know until 5pm at the earliest. The ongoing strike is against planned and implementing changes to national pay, conditions and pensions. Malaysian airline officials have defended the way they use text messages to tell relatives that the missing passenger jet had crashed in the southern Indian Ocean, killing everyone on board. Australia has suspended the search because of bad weather. Australia's Deputy Prime Minister is Warren Truss. The search will continue, although unfortunately the weather today is so poor that uh, no aircraft are likely to be able to be engaged. Uh, we are concerned about the weather also over the next couple of days, so it may be um, some time before we can get aircraft back into the search. A massage therapist from Watford has banned men from her practice after getting fed up with customers asking for sexual favours. Kate Codrington now specialises in massages for women and says everyone has the right to work without fear of sexual harassment. Two travellers who conned an 84-year-old woman from Bedfordshire out of her life savings have been jailed for a total of eight and a half years. They persuaded the woman who was in the early stages of dementia to leave large amounts of money at bus stops or in a lay-by in Blunham. More from Gail Anderson. Luton Crown Court heard how 36-year-old Francis Doherty from Wellingborough, his 31-year-old brother Huey from Rushton and their brother-in-law David Young from Arrington near Royston stole more than £73,000 from the woman. They were caught when her bank manager became suspicious and contacted her son. Huey Doherty was jailed for five years. Young was jailed for three and a half years. Sentencing on Francis Doherty was adjourned. A 
jogger is in a coma with multiple injuries after a collision with a car in Bedfordshire. It happened last Wednesday evening at 7pm in Stretley near the junction with the A6. The jogger, a 51-year-old man from nearby Barton, was in collision with a Peugeot car. Lloyds Bank has been told to increase the amount of compensation it pays some people who are missold payment protection insurance. The financial ombudsman has ruled that the company offered claimants less than they were entitled to to save tens of millions of pounds. A mystery artist is taking garden ornaments from homes in Aylesbury, repainting them and then returning them. A pig was transformed into a superhero and a tortoise painted with Chinese symbols on the Fairford Lees estate. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons continue their late bid for a League One playoff place at home to Gillingham tonight. Conference leaders Luton will go 17 points clear with victory at Grimsby. Elsewhere, Watford hosts Blackburn. Wickham go to Burton. The weather, cloudy and cold with some rain this morning, brighter this afternoon, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a nice place to bring a family. It's all about where you live. Garden City, you know, you have gardens, you have trees, you have flower beds. It's quite a nice community, actually. The people who come here are always really nice. All this week, we're featuring Letchworth. It's a really decent town. The people here are really friendly. I just love Letchworth. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Simon. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past seven, it's Tuesday. Might be a bit wet where you are. Lots to talk about this morning, including teachers' strike tomorrow. Is it affecting your school? Any idea? Turns out lots of you don't know. You haven't been told. Well, is that fair? A masseuse has banned men from coming to her establishment because they want, well, they want a little bit extra. And who's been nicking garden ornaments, painting them and putting them back? No Facebook, no emails, no tweets today. It's all about the phone calls. 08459 555. If you've never called the show before, now is an excellent morning to start doing it. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And I've had, I've had a good email. I've had a very good email from, um, from Aidan. Aidan got in touch with me the other day about... So I'll, I'll do it in a little bit. It, it, it's, it's, he's coming up with some good topics, this young man. Before that, though, Lee's in Dunstable. Good morning, Lee. Morning, Ian. Lee, what would you like to say? Just on the missing plane. Why are they texting people saying that they're all dead if they haven't found the plane? Well, I, this is the Malaysian airline uh, plane. The uh, Malaysian authorities have texted all the, the relatives of the passengers saying, your family are dead. Um, they've got... I kind of missed this story yesterday. I was, I was doing other things, so I missed out on this story. But they, haven't they got enough evidence to show that what they've found in the Indian coast is the aeroplane, or have I got that wrong? I didn't think they'd found any of the plane. I thought they were just going by the data that they'd received. Uh, I'll have a look. So Ping's, Ping's held the key. Um, there is, they, they've got these things called pin, Ping's. I thought that the Australians had found something in the sea. Oh, OK. I wasn't aware of that. Well, I don't know. I, again, I kind of missed out on the news yesterday. 08459 555555. Either way, Lee... Yeah? Is it the right way to, to get in touch with the relatives by, by text? No, definitely not. No way. 
It's a big. It's. I would. I, I wouldn't even dump a girl by text. But then to text someone and say, "Oh, by the way, you're, yeah, your mum's probably dead. Actually, your 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 son's dead." It's a little bit cold, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I think the whole thing's a little bit fishy. Do you reckon? Yeah. You still suspicious? Yeah, I'm still suspicious. Yeah. I mean, it, like if a. Even if the plane went down in the ocean, surely there'd be something floating about by now. It's been 18 days, isn't it? But if, if it went down in the ocean, in, in, in this specific, specific part of the ocean that yeah. is, is in the middle of nowhere, it's one of the most inhospitable places on the planet, what, what are the chances of it? Isn't that south? South of where they took off from? Uh, that's I thought, another uh, thing that I'm thinking. Why did they turn around? And, like, why? Why were they heading back down towards the South Indian well, Ocean? Maybe they were trying to turn back because there was something wrong. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't think fishy. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, we we did talk about the conspiracy theories last week. I kind of think. It's nothing that suspicious anymore. There was a drop in pressure. Everyone passed out on the plane. It went into autopilot. It ran out of, of fuel. That's kind of what I think. 08459 455 555. I do think that uh, sending texts to the uh, family members, that's not the right way of doing it, is there? Is, is it? There, there, there are better ways to do it. A little ring around, what, 239 passengers plus crew, let's say 260 people on board that aeroplane. Um, you, you do a little ring around little ring around that's um simplifying it ever so slightly but you felt you get a big team of people and you phone up and then you go to the press and yeah it might get leaked out to the press before but by sending a text malaysia airlines this is the text they sent deeply regrets we have to assume beyond any reasonable doubt that mh370 has been lost and none of those on board have survived we must now accept all evidence suggests the plane went down in the southern indian ocean Hey, Kels. Hey, mate. Let me know when you're ready next door, because Aidan has got... Uh, no, I'm talking to Kels. I'm not sure about you. We lost, another, we lost another guest. Yeah. What's going on with these it's chances? Canny today. So it's just the second guest we've lost. Who have we lost this time? Ian Cording. Bed, Bedford... Federation of Small Businesses. Oh, well... If you're listening, Ian, what's going to get on? through. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. This is about the teacher's strike. It's a conspiracy. You reckon? Yeah, it's a total conspiracy. Trying to hush us up. They don't want us to talk about the teachers. Well, in that case, dear listener, you've heard our situation. We're struggling with guests. We've struggled with a guest on the masseuse. We're struggling with a guest on the teacher strike. So, we need you. You need to be my guests. You need to be my reporters. How is the teacher strike tomorrow going to affect you? Do you know about it? Do you know if your school is closing down? Do you know if your kids can still go into school? Or are you waiting to find out? And if there is a strike tomorrow, how is that going to affect you? Are you going to have to take the day off work? Are you taking the kids into school? What are you going to do? We're a guest down. It happens. So I need you to be my guest, please. 08459 455 555. What can you tell me about this teacher's strike that is happening tomorrow? If anything, I mean, one of the reasons we're, we're, we're trying to talk about this this morning is because not many people know exactly what's going on. Not many people know if their kid's school is closed tomorrow, if they're going to be sent home. They don't know what's going on. Are you in that position or do you think you've been well informed? And also, as a parent or a grandparent, what do you think about teachers going on strike? There are uh, calls, aren't there, to make um, teaching an essential service. Now, what that would mean is... Teachers wouldn't be allowed to go on strike. So uh, the fire brigade 
uh, not the fire brigade, the police force is an essential service. They can't go on strike. The army is an essential service. They can't go on strike. And teachers will be categorised in that same way as an essential service. They would not be able to go on strike. What do you think? Does that sound fair to you to ban teachers from striking? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you can give us a call on that, please. How is this strike going to be affecting you? Maybe you're a grandparent and you're just waiting for that phone call. Yeah, sorry, Nana. Could you look after Steve and Tracy tomorrow because the, the kids are, the, the teachers are on strike? 08459 455 555. It's a conspiracy. Also, there's surely the other teachers who are not part of the NUT are also in the dark, so they may have to be called into cover. Let's, let's find out. No Facebook, no tweets, no text today. It's um, all fun calls. Apart from one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to indulge Aidan because Aidan comes up with good material. Last uh, week, was it last week? Aidan came up with, what was his, um, he came up with a, f- what, how do you change the lyrics to Breaking the Law by Judas Priest? Yes. Okay. He's come up with another one today. Brilliant. Dear Ian, when it's raining outside, my mate Gregory says, it's Shakademus out there, man. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Do you or your listeners have any pop star-related weather condition stories? I think this one's a winner. Thanks, Aidan and Luton. I thought he was the one that wanted some vegetable-related injuries last week. Probably. He's good. He's Listen, he's coming up with more material for this show than, well, than I do, and certainly a lot of the team do. So I'm, I, we should get Aidan on the payroll. Shakadim. Does te- it have to be celebrity weather? Can it not just be... No, it's not... Celebrities that you involve in things. No, he says... It's, it's very specific. Do you or your listeners have any pop star-related weather condition stories? It's very, very specific. Yeah, and Go I can then. specifically say no. OK. Catherine, have you got one? Well, we'll get to me in a second. Oh, OK. Have you got one, Kelly? No. Okay. So have you got one? No, I haven't. Ah. Oh. Thanks, Aidan. Well, Thanks, no. Aiden. It, well, OK. So he's asked if, if we have any. No. Now it's over to the listeners. Do you have any uh, any pop star related weather condition stories? Oh eight four five nine four double five. Going to reply. No, what's going to He obviously didn't get the gist. When my wife is hungry, she's Hank Marvin. Yeah, that's not weather I think related. That's the thing now, isn't it? That's not. That's not. Um, Unless she's hungry for rain. Not really weather related. Anyway, the teachers' strike. Do you know anything? Yes or no? Oh eight four five nine four double five five. That sound. But I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. That sounds a little bit desperate. I was couching it in a. I'm not that panicked. We can deal with this. Two guests have let us down this morning. That's fine. I mean, that's normal. That's double normal. what we normally get. Uh, but you just saying, don't pick your nose. I'm not. I'm scratching it. Yeah. From. I can hear it though. You're scra- you're scratching <laughs> it to dislodge. I'm not. You're trying to reenact a dislodgement. Um, what you've just said sounds panicked. No, no, it's not. Do you, do you know anything about it? Give us a call, please. No, give us a call, yes or no. Well, I don't want people to phone up and say, no, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, we do. Well, only if they're... someone in, calling. If they're... <laughs> only if they're involved with it, though. No. Yeah. We want to gauge the amount that people don't know. Phone call. Oh, 08459455555. Put them straight through, Kelly. Put them straight through. Don't care who it is, unless it's Jeffrey. It's Shakademus and or Pliers. What was their song? Uh, come back. Mm-mm. No, that's the equals. Mm-mm. No, they did it as well. Biddy bye 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 bye. Biddy bye 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 bye. I must admit I was a clown to be messing around. What was what was Bitty McLean? He did Raining in My Heart, didn't he? Uh, Bitty McLean. He did a Mamas and Papas song. He did a song. jollier one. Mm. It was less being left based. Okay. 
We've got a phone call. This is uh, really very, very exciting. It's Rosie on the line. Morning, Rosie. Morning. Can you believe our guests are dropping out left, right and centre? No, this time in the morning as well. It's dreadful. I'm going to throw chairs out of windows later on, Rosie. That'll learn them. This teacher strike, do you know anything about it? Yeah, we we knew last week. Oh. So Um, so what's happening tomorrow? How is it affecting you? We had a letter last week. We we get parent mail on email. I think most schools do that now. And it said, it was warning us that basically this might be a possibility and to put contingency plans in place, but they weren't sure which teachers would be striking. Ah. Um, but then on uh, Friday, last, last Friday, we had the, another email saying that certain years were going in and certain years weren't, so that we could sort of make plans. So uh, wh- where are you? What, what, what's your situation? Are your kids going in? Uh, one is and one oh, is no. So <laughs> how does that work for you, Rosie? Do you have to stay at home to look after them? No, they're um, thirteen and sixteen, so. <laughs> so they'll no. just stay at home watching Jeremy Kyle all day. <laughs> they will, won't they? Well, well, one one's got to go in. The older one's doing GCSE. So, so where are, where are you based, Rosie? So we we can kind of get a picture of what's happening in the three counties. Uh, we're Redbourne, but okay. the schools in St Albans. Okay, all right then. And, and do you feel that you were you were well informed about it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was quite surprised, really, because I, I know loads of people didn't know about it. But. And what about... The, the, there are calls, Rosie, to make teaching an essential service so that teachers wouldn't be allowed to go on strikes. What do you reckon to that? Mm, not quite so keen on that, because I was a teacher before ah. I started my own business, so... Rosie, um, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had an update from Kevin on the M1 northbound. The road is blocked between junction 15A for Toaster and 16 for Daventry after an accident. Traffic stationary on the approach at the moment, but it looks as though emergency services will reopen one lane soon. The southbound M1 very slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise also very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. On the speed sensors, the A5 southbound very slow through Mark Yate. Public transport has no reported problems though. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. It's 7.17, Tuesday the 25th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents in the three counties say they know very little about a teacher strike tomorrow which could result in the closure of their children's school. Head teachers say unions are not required to tell them which members of staff will strike. Bad weather has forced Australia to suspend the search for the missing Malaysia Airlines plane in the southern Indian Ocean. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons continue their late bid for a League One playoff at home to Gillingham tonight. 08459 455555. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company. 
and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise, and for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, some of you mocked Aidan for his suggestion of um, pop star related weather stories it's all it's picking up it's picking up on twitter das craig says when it's particularly miserable and inclement i like to describe it as shabaranks and bad cover version says when it's a nice day i have oft heard it said it's pure phil collins oot there the day hashtag no jacket required Oh! Yeah, it's a good one. I like that. I find it weird that they're uh, tweeting on phone call day. Yeah, I know. That is out of order. Oh, wait, four, four, thank you, Kelly. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, I'm glad we're not reading those. Oh, she's doing it again. Paul's in Biggleswade. Morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. Paul, what you got for me, boss? I've got uh, something about the teacher strike and also I've got a weather-related condition. Beautiful. Uh, would you like for uh, the weather-related, the pop star-related weather condition? We got there in the end. Let's let's have the teachers first. Go on. Are you sure you won't cut me off after this? I won't. I will not. I, OK, I've got to... I'm pretty sure I won't cut you off. Yeah, I can see your finger hovering over the button. I'm going to sit on my hands. Mm. There we go. Ooh, um, well, well it, it's not going to make any difference to me because oh. I've got no children at school anymore. But I'd like to know what difference is going to make full stop because um, the teachers always seem to be going on strike. They seem to go on strike every five minutes. And when they're not on strike, they have inset days. And when they're not doing that, they have uh, teacher training days. And when they're not doing that, they're just all lazy devils anyway. What is... (laughs) Oh, Paul, thank you. But yeah, they they are at the bottom of the pile as far as I'm concerned. Teachers, I've got no, I've got no time for them. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Paul thinks that teachers are at the bottom of the pile. They're all lazy devils. I don't know what this um uh, this strike is about, Paul. Oh, I don't know, and uh, I don't frankly care. Pay probably pay. Pay. Probably pensions. Oh yeah, they probably think they're not paid enough, and that's another thing. They say they're not paid enough, but I never see a teacher who's hard up. They always drive around in new cars whenever I. No, hang on a second. When have you ever? I, I've not seen teachers driving around in fancy new cars. Um, yeah. No. We'll go and stand outside the school gates one day and have have a have a, have a look oh. at what, what they're driving when they come out. I, all, I, I won't do all. that. I'll get suspicious looks. But yes, I take your I take your point. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's put let Paul. We'll put it out there. Don't worry. I'm not cutting you off. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Te- Paul thinks that teachers are overpaid and are lazy. So and so's. If you want to have your say, give us a call. Paul, you've got a uh, weather-related pop star thing. Yeah, Sunny and Cher. Sunny and Cher. Sunny, you know. Oh dear, you're doing that thing again. You, this is a, one of these standoff. This is a Cold War standoff situation where we see who can last longest without actually having to say anything. And uh, uh, let's see. Let's have a look. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, at least at least while you're silent, you're not playing any stupid music because. You shouldn't be playing music on Three Counties Radio anyway. So at least you're not playing any records, so so silence is silence is golden. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. 
I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh no, oh no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh gee, oh gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh fiddle, oh fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh heck, oh heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh dread, oh dread. He swallowed my... That was a very good record. That's probably the best record I've heard on Three Counties Radio. It beats all the ones that Nick Coffer plays anyway. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a massage therapist from Hertfordshire has banned men from her table after too many requests for, well, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Kate Codrington from uh, Oxy has been practising for more than 20 years but says the late-night phone calls and endless propositions have forced her to take action. Well, Kate joins me now. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. So what, what kind of things have people been asking for? Bearing in mind we have young ears. How do they, how do they phrase it? Well... There have been all sorts of inappropriate requests or usually I can spot spot the dodgy calls because people, instead of phoning up and saying, hello, how are you, I'm looking for blah, blah, they say, what do you charge? Oh, yes. And I think, oh, no, that's really, you know, that's not only inappropriate, but rude as well. Mm. What's the weirdest situation you found yourself in? Well, many years ago, there was a man who came with plastic pants. Oh, dear. He may have rustled. That's what he stripped down and had these plastic pants on. Well, I suggested that he might leave by that point. I was very, very angry at the time, but later, I kind of felt sorry for him because I could see he was really anxious. With the pants see-through? I'm not going there. I didn't want to know. I didn't no. want to look at his back. No. Does it, it must be, uh, you know, my, our tongues are slightly now chicks, but it must be thoroughly unpleasant, Kate. You're, you're in your place of work. It's a reputable massage uh, therapy uh, business. And do people, do you manage to dissuade them on the telephone, Kate? Or, or, or do more people kind of turn up uh, 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 on your doorstep, as it were, and are disappointed? Well, when I, when I first started out, I was... Um I guess, less experienced than I would think, oh, well, you know, this person seems a bit strange, but that's okay. These days, I only work... I started to only really work with men who I felt comfortable with. Right. I have a friend uh, who says, if it smells like trouble, it probably is. Well, if it smells like trouble, then you you certainly don't want them... Yeah, I don't want them... ...in the the slightest. And do do you feel... uh, Do you feel in danger? Do you feel threatened by this? Uh, no, because I'm I'm clear that if I'm not comfortable, then I don't see people. So, do, have you banned men completely? Yes. That's quite sad, isn't it? Well, it's a shame. I think everybody can benefit from therapeutic touch, but something that happens with men, many men, sorry, it's a generalisation, but I think particularly English men, where there's this kind of anxiety... Yes. ...about that is it going to be sexual or not? Yes. And there's some, some men want sex, and they can go and find sex somewhere else. Don't ask me, no. please. <laughs> I, I, because I, like, I do like a good massage. I love a good massage. Uh, but I'm always slightly un- uncomfortable. I find it hard to completely relax, mm. because I'm worried that I might have misread the situation, and at some point the lady's going to say, 
Would you like anything else, sir? Yeah. Do you know, I, 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 generally, obviously, you can tell which places are legit and which places aren't legit, but it, that, that's always in the back of my mind. It's, it's, I, I guess it's kind, it is kind of a British thing, isn't it? Yes. I think uh, as, a, as a therapist, I set it up, so I say, I explain exactly what's going to happen with clients. So this is what happens. Mm. This is how many clothes you take off. I'm going to leave the room. This is what happens. I'm going to massage this bit, that bit, that bit. So that Not the that boundary bit. is very safe, and I ask people... Um, things like how can I make it be safe and what are you worried about and so all that's up in the open and kind of taken care of you know well, can you explain, Kate, the difference between, uh, like, Swedish massage and Thai massage and all of the different ones? Because I don't, I don't get what the differences are Well, there's, there's a, oh, it's, it's a big field, Swedish massage, massage is Yeah, it's hard to say, isn't it? <laughs> is um, that is working with oil and working kind of... It's kind of a bit like sports massage, so the idea is to uh, loosen up the muscle fibres and work on the lymph. So that's one where they they kind of... They they pummel you, don't they? Well, the thing is, there's a huge variation. Right. So one Swedish massage can be very different from another. Yeah. But in general, the Eastern styles of massage work uh, come from a tradition of um, Chinese traditional medicine. Mm. And they work along the meridians, so they, the ties that you mentioned, you, you get, it's fantastic, you get amazing stretches, and they, work, they sort of work along the meridians. Kate, do you, th- do you feel a bit saddened that you've have to, had to exclude gentlemen from your, um, your practice? Well, it, it's a shame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But in a way, it's kind of opened up a different area for me, mm. and I'm working more with pregnancy and with women's health now. Oh. And that, that feels like a good match for me. And is there anything we can do to change this perception of uh, massage centres, that, that they're not all, you know, shady places of ill repute? Mm, do we think, need to change the culture? You, I, th- I think using... I think using the... Not using the word masseuse would probably help. Because the, the, um, it has a connotation of, of dodginess. Mm. Something of the Kenneth Williams about it. Yes, there is a there is a little bit of the uh, yeah. kind of thing about it, isn't there? <laughs> Kate, listen, uh, I, I appreciate your um, your time this morning. Do you want to give the, the, your uh, centre a plug? Well, that's very kind. Yes, my website is kate Excellent stuff. I wish you the very best luck with the future. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I do fancy a bit of a massage. I'm going to go and um, get one. I think. I might get one later on today. Not today, maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow would be nice. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. There's a teacher text here. If the teachers are going on strike, does that mean the school will pay the parents as the children will not attend school as the parents would have to pay the school for taking the children out of school for holidays? It's unauthorised absence and must work both ways. Lee stuck in traffic on the M1. Lee, I think you know the answer to that one, sir. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound is blocked between Junction 15A for Toaster and 16 for Daventry after an accident. Traffic still stationary on the approach. Thanks to Kevin for phoning in with an update. The southbound M1 very slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And on the M40 northbound, there are queues from the Denham roundabout to the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21A for St Albans and 16 for the M40. And on the speed sensors in Hitchin, the A505 and A602, both very congested heading towards the centre of town. 
Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Parents in the three counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow, which could result in the closure of their children's school. Head teachers say unions are not required to tell them which members of staff will strike. Bad weather has forced Australia to suspend the search for the missing Malaysia Airlines plane in the southern Indian Ocean. And a mystery artist is taking garden ornaments from homes in Aylesbury, repainting them and then returning them. A pig was transformed into a superhero and a tortoise painted with Chinese symbols on the Fairford Lees estate. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Matches tonight for Watford, MK Dons, Wickham and Luton. The Dons continue their late charge for the League One playoff places as they host Gillingham at Stadium MK. Manager Carl Robinson wary of a dangerous Jill side. Obviously they've got massive goal threats all over. An old friend of ours, I can Fenwa, for what people say about him, I, I like him, I think he's a goal scorer. Weirdly, people might know this, but I tried to bring him to the club only last year at this stage of the season. I felt he was different, he was a, he's a one and two man, so it, people might knock his the way he is or the way he moves but he, he scores goals Luton are still 14 points clear at the top of the conference after third placed Alfreton lost at Halifax last night the Hatters are at Grimsby tonight with new signing Luke Rooney a possible starter after a sub appearance at the weekend so does boss John still believe he can play in the role vacated by the injured Luke Guttridge yes he can he can play wide or he can play off of the, the, the centre forward um, but his last few games has been at Maidstone so we haven't got a we haven't got to go crazy, you know, maybe just to need him a little bit longer on sometimes and gradually, but yes, he can. He's a very talented young man, to be honest. In the Championship, mid-table Watford hosts Blackburn with manager Beppe Sonino saying he won't allow the season to just fizzle out. I want my lads focused with the head on these last 10 games because it's a, it's a, it's a very, very important games to, to assess everything to assess the, the situation to assess the player is important for me for the club and for the player and there's commentary on Watford MK Dons and Luton in tonight's three counties sport from seven plus news of Wickham's League Two trip to Burton tonight's Premier League matches include Manchester United versus Manchester City Arsenal are at home to Swansea Southern League leaders Hemel Hempstead will go nine points clear if they win at home to Starbridge and the Milton Keynes Red Bull owner Dietrich Mashtich says his company could quit Formula One if he's not happy with the way the sport is run his remarks follow Daniel Ricciardo's disqualification at the the Australian Grand Prix. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, 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 that'll do it. That'll do it. So we had Paul call up and um, talking about the teacher strike. Kicking off. So our teachers, they're, they're rubbish, to be honest. They get paid too much money. They've all got nice cars. They don't work very much. Why should they be having uh, time off? Well, someone who wants to be called... Let me get rid of that email, because that's vulgar. Someone who wants to be... It's from Paul Scoynes. Called Kate says um, this. I'm, in, uh, I'm a teacher. I work, I'm in work before eight every day. We all work beyond the school day on something called directed hours, which we are contracted to do. 
several hours a week. On top of that, we are working many unpaid hours trying to get students with English as a second language up to a passable GCSE grade. It's common for us to work to 5.30. When we go home, we then have to mark and plan lessons. It's not uncommon for most teachers to work to 8pm each day and for several hours over the weekend, especially as exams approach. To say we are effectively scum and the lowest of the pile is a great insult. I have a first-class degree and am paid less than I would have been in the private sector. I was once in the private sector and I can honestly say I work harder now than I ever did back then. I chose teaching as I wanted to make a difference to the young people of the future. I'm now thinking of leaving teaching because of the stresses of the job and impossible targets. From someone who wants to be called Kate. Well, what do you think? 08459 455 555. There is a strike happening tomorrow. What do you know about it? Is it it affecting you? Have you been told enough about it? And if you're a teacher, can you give me a call and explain why you're going on strike? I don't quite know what it is. I'm guessing pensions. I'm guessing pay. Work conditions. Two fingers up at Gove. Is that it? As well, I'm not being facetious, I genuinely don't know. I don't think it's, it, it's kind of not been mentioned enough. So let's get that side of the story across, please. Because it'll be interesting uh, to know. Let's have a look at the... Yes. Um, read the teacher's strike. One is perfectly entitled to invoice the education authority for one's time. If they fail to pay, include it in your tax return as a bad debt from Rob. Well, Rob, yeah, good luck with that, mate. Uh, it, it's a nice idea... But you know, realistically, that that's um, also a fool's errand. That isn't going to work. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about the teacher strike, how it's affecting you, whichever side uh, you're on. Shall we look at the front pages of the uh, newspapers? Yes, let's. Oh, hang on a second. We'll, do a, we'll take a call first. I'm flagging a little bit today. I've got this sinusitis kind of thing and it's it's really it's draining me i feel all right i feel all right but i'm i'm drained i'm very tired i'm very tired richard i'm I'm tired i've got this sinusitis and it's it's exhausting (laughs) what have you got for me richard what do you want to say what do you want to say it's it's about the guy i found out criticizing teachers yes Um, yeah my partner's got a first class degree uh in fact she's got a master's she gets to work at seven in the morning uh, she finishes, if we're lucky, at six at night. She then does another two hours of lesson marking, works all day Sunday lesson planning. And the thing is about the strike is the headmasters are not allowed to ask the teachers if they're striking. So there's no way they can tell the parents in advance which teachers are striking and which aren't. That's a little unfair, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, she's told me that occasionally her headmaster will very subtly asked them, are, are you planning on striking? But he's not really allowed to do it, apparently. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's unfair on the, the school and the children and the parents, isn't it? That they, they don't have to declare that they're striking. I think so. I mean, I think if I was a parent, I'd be in that, I, I would be upset. But, uh, you know, that, that's the rules as they are laid down, so they just have to follow them. I'm not a headmaster, so I can ask, is your missus striking? She's not, no. What's the strike about? Do you know? It's paying conditions, targets, unrealistic targets, the Ofcom inspections. They don't know what criteria they are. Mm. Um, like a lot of teachers, she's thinking of leaving the profession. It's a shame, really, because she works really hard. There's a really good teacher, really good with kids. I've, I've seen it myself. Uh, Richard, what do you think? We, we're getting some, some quite nasty comments about teachers this morning, as we often do. What, what would you say to those people? Well, I think they, it, it's generally, you know, ignorance. Um... You know, I wouldn't have known how hard teachers work if it wasn't for the fact my partner and my mother were teachers. 
you know, there's a perception that they're very highly paid. But you've got to remember the amount of training and education they have to do, a three-year degree plus a two-year teacher training. Um, and I can tell you she's not on great money. She drives an 11-year-old car that keeps breaking down. Um, it, it's just a misconception. Richard, thank you very much indeed. Well, that goes against uh, what, what uh, Paul was saying. They're all driving smart new cars. You know, see teachers in smart new cars. 08459 455 555. Let's have a look at the front pages of the newspapers. The end of hope. Malaysia says MH370 crashed in the sea. Families accuse government of delays and cover-up over fate of plane. Uh, oh, we go. Europe's dependent generation stuck with mum and dad. Almost half of Europe's young adults are living with their parents. New data suggests a record level of dependency that has sobering social and demographic implications for the continent. Uh, one of the most comprehensive social surveys reveals that the percentage of people aged 18 to 30 who are still living with their parents had risen to four... Half of the people, 30-year-olds are living with their parents. Flipping heck. Forget that. My boys, at the age of 16, they're out. There's your bag. Op it. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. The Times, Putin frozen out as the West unites over Crimea. Uh, what? There's a picture of an old painting here, uh, and then there's a photograph of Obama in front of it, and the caption is, this is the most made-up thing ever. The caption is, President Obama held a press conference yesterday in front of Rembrandt's The Night Watch at the Rijks Museum in Amsterdam before he met world leaders in The Hague. What's that got to do... What's that got to do with anything at all? Um, and teachers abused boys at Osborne's old school. At least six teachers at one of Britain's most famous and successful public schools are suspected of sexually abusing boys as young as ten. The Independent. Beyond hope, families told to accept that flight MH370 crashed into the Indian Ocean. Um, I, I, I feel uncomfortable. There's lots of photographs of press scrums surrounding family members who've just been told that, you know, your mum's dead, your wife's dead. And there's a picture of a lady here, a relative of a passenger on Malaysian Airlines in Beijing yesterday, after officials confirmed there is no hope of finding survivors. Now, this woman's devastated, right? Let me count. I can see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I can count about 12 cameras... And a similar number of microphones all sort of shoved in her face and behind her and stuff. It's something a little... I don't know, big news story. There's something a little bit... That's not including the camera that's taking the picture. There's something unpleasant about that, isn't there? Uh, the Daily Telegraph. The thing is, if that plane crashed dead, we're never going to find out what happened. We're never, then we're never going to know. It's just going to be theories and guesses. And um, the ta- Daily Telegraph is, is, is going on with the theories and guesses. Flight MH370 suicide mission. Focus on pilots as it suggested plane was crashed deliberately. Outrageous family, uh, uh, fi- families are finally told news by text message. Flight MH370 was crashed into the Indian Ocean in an apparent suicide mission. Well-placed sources disclosed last night. H- how, do, how do we know that? An, an analysis of the flight's routing, signalling and communication shows it was flown in a rational way. Uh, toddlers who sleep longer stay in shape. I don't know about that for a second. Let's have a quick look at the Express and the Mail and the Sun. Uh, the Dell Express. Terror aboard doomed flight. Experts reveal nightmare of final moments. You don't know what the final moments were. You don't know what the final moments were. Why are we... It's all guesswork and conjecture. 
The terrifying ordeal of those on the doomed Malaysian airliner was at the centre of a massive inquiry last night. It was announced yesterday the plane had crashed into the sea, killing all 239 people on board. An official close to the investigation revealed the Boeing 777 changed course before plummeting more than 23,000 feet after an unexpected emergency. Panic-stricken passengers and crew could soon have become incapacitated by... We don't know. It's all just guessing, isn't it? Where's the sun? I've lost the sun. There it is. 08459 455 555, the Daily Mail. Uh, PM, I will act on death taxes. After pensions revolution boosts Tories, now they revive vow to save millions from inheritance duty. The Tories will revive their one minute. They're playing to the older audience. They're playing to, to you, dear listener. They're playing to you. The Tories will revive their one million pound inheritance tax pledge at the next election. Tarby, my sex charge nightmare is over. Jimmy Tarby, all charges have been dropped. Well done. Congratulations. And here's something I was talking to Jonathan about yesterday. Doctors told to stop doling out antibiotics. Family doctors are fueling the spread of superbugs by needlessly dishing out antibiotics. Man alive, I wish someone would dish out some antibiotics for me. That's what I need right now. And the front page of The Sun, well, I mean, really. There's a picture of that skinny woman in her pants. What's her face? Clancy. Clancy in her pants. I mean, you know, good for her. Well done. And then there's the the main front page story on The Sun is a picture of Borat, but they've put um, Prince Harry's head on Borat's body. The reason? Prince Harry's going to Kazakhstan. That's it. Prince Borat. Harry and Cressy's Kazakh ski trip. Prince Harry took Cressida Bonas. Bonas? Bonas? Is that her name? Bonas. Bonas is in Bonas Balls. Cressida Bonas Balls on a romantic ski trip to Borat, Borat's homeland, Kazakhstan. I've never seen Borat. Is it good? Uh, once you get the joke, it's kind of the same one again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know the joke. I used to know the joke. They flew to an exclusive resort in the ex-Soviet state made famous by Sasha Baron Cohen's mankini-loving character. Full story, page five. Go to page five. The mankini who would be king. They've, they've literally um, made a story out of nothing. Since two rich people go on holiday. Yep. Oh, Good for them. Prince Harry was treated like a king on his Kazakhstan ski trip with his girlfriend, Cressida Bonus Balls. Well, it, of course he'd be treated like a king because he virtually is one. Yeah. He's always treated like a king. If, 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 if he's not treated like a king, at the very least he's treated like a prince. Yes. The couple stayed in an exclusive chalet, right, at a billionaire's what resort. you mean they didn't stay in some sort of dodgy backpacker's hostel? I'm astounded. And were whisked to the slopes by a government helicopter. Harry, 29, and Cressy, 20. We're calling her Cressy now. Familiar. I like calling her bonus balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's better, isn't it? Harry, 29, and uh, bonus balls, 24, had made a 10-hour flight by private jet to get to the oil-rich former Soviet state in Central Asia. Fourth paragraph. Kazakhstan shot to global fame through British comic Sasha Baron Cohen's character Borat and his green mankini in the 2006 film. Yeah. I don't get what... I mean, that, that, that's, that's kind of a summary of what is going on or what is not going on in the world. There's naffle happening. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 southbound, one lane is closed between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton because of vehicles broken down, looking very slow in the area as well. And the M1 northbound is blocked between Junction 15A for Toaster and 16 for Daventry after an accident. Traffic still stationary on the approach at the moment. Thanks to Kevin for phoning in with an update. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. And the A1M southbound still struggling between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 7.46, it's Tuesday the 25th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents in the three counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike which could result in the closure of their children's school. Information is either vague or won't be available till late this afternoon. Malaysian airline officials have defended the way they use text messages to tell relatives that the missing passenger jet had crashed in the southern Indian Ocean, killing everyone on board. And in sport, conference leaders Luton will go 17 points clear with victory at Grimsby tonight. That, of course, is if they win. And the chances of that, as we all know, very, 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 very slim. Let's get the weather now. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a bit of a cloudy, damp day today. We've got a band of rain that uh, that joined us in the middle of the night. It's going to start to retreat westwards by about lunchtime, leaving behind it some shari bits and pieces. It's quite light and patchy in nature anyway, uh, but there's a fair amount of cloud around and that will remain for this afternoon. It's unlikely we'll see any sunshine, uh, although it does start to brighten up from the east later on in the day. Uh, temperatures really struggling, so highs are looking at 6, 7, perhaps 8 or 9 degrees Celsius, but uh, under the rain it's going to be feeling quite chilly. And tonight we've got, got a cold, clear night ahead, so a frost is likely in uh, the countryside, uh, with temperatures down close to freezing. And tomorrow after a dry start, we've got some sunny spells, uh, fog clearing fairly early on, and then we've got showers coming in from the east. They're going to gradually work their way inland, so isolated at first, but becoming widespread by the afternoon, and quite heavy as well. And they'll continue through the night. Temperatures tomorrow up to 9 or 10 degrees Celsius. Thursday, we've got a day of sunshine and heavy thundery showers, which should clear later on. Friday we've got a dry start to the day but outbreaks of rain later which will stay with us until Saturday and there's going to be quite a keen breeze on Friday as well so it will feel quite raw and uh, that brisk wind stays with us on Saturday as uh, as do the outbreaks of rain but we should have improving temperatures so we could be looking at highs in the mid to high teens. That's your latest forecast. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. There until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today, I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in Albans. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, so there's a teacher strike tomorrow, or is there? We don't know. Some of them are going on strike, some aren't going on strike, and no one knows which ones are going on strike. Have you got any idea what's going on? Couple of things. If you're a parent or a grandparent, how is this going to affect you? 08459 455 555. And if you're a teacher, 
does it bother you in the slightest that it's it's going to be problematic for parents that that families are going to struggle? Earlier on, we spoke to Paul in Biggleswade. Now, Paul wasn't particularly a fan of teachers. This is what he had to say about them. Well, I'd like to know what difference is going to make full stop because. Um, the teachers always seem to be going on strike. They seem to go on strike every five minutes. And when they're not on strike, they have inset days. And when they're not doing that, they have uh, teacher training days. And when they're not doing that, they're just all lazy devils anyway. So, they're all lazy devils anyway. If you're a teacher, if your husband or your wife is a teacher, what do you reckon to that? They're all lazy devils. And there is the perception, isn't there, that they have a very easy life that uh, they don't work particularly long hours, they get huge school holidays, and they kind of go on strike or have inset days or take days off at the drop of a hat. And yet, if you were to take your children out of school for a day for something, oh, there'd be hell to pay. It would all kick off. And if there wasn't hell to pay, there would literally be money to pay. 08459. Four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. Phil's texted in. I've had to change my day off tomorrow as both my children's schools will be closed. My wife is a teacher but isn't striking. She teaches children with severe learning difficulties and often comes home with marks and bruises and having had her hair grabbed and pulled. They also often have a pupil pass away due to the conditions some of them have. Oh my goodness gracious me. I'm proud of the wife my job does. Phil. Well, Phil, thank you for that. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. What do you reckon? Teachers, are they the, the, the bottom of the pile, as Paul in Biggleswade described them earlier on? Or do they deserve a bit more respect? Is it right that they're going on strike tomorrow? There have been calls this week to make teaching uh, an essential service so that they wouldn't be allowed to go on strike. Striking would be verboten. It's German for forbidden. Thanks. Uh, Like the police and the army. Seems a little bit harsh, doesn't it? And if the only uh, uh, power that teachers have got to put forward their argument is to strike, then can you really argue against it? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call on that. You can also go to 81333, start your text uh, 3CR, and let me know your thoughts on that. And also on the back of Aidan's um, email. Well, not that one. I keep getting... Paul Scoynes, if you're listening, could you stop sending me vulgar email, please? Because I'm actually actually going to read one of them out by mistake. And uh, that would that would be bad for everybody concerned, wouldn't it? Uh, Aidan says, Ian, when it's raining outside, my mate Gregory says, it's Shakademus out there, man. Do you or your listeners have any pop star-related weather condition stories? I think this one's a winner. I'm not so sure that this one's necessarily the winner that Aidan's hoping it's going to be. Yeah. I'm not convinced it's the winner that he's, um, he's hoping it's going to be. We had Sonny and Cher for Sonny, didn't we? But that was kind of clutching at straws. There's a story in... Um one of the papers, he said, flicking past Richard Littlejohn as quickly as anyone can. Teachers must fight the scourge. Scourge? Scourge. Teachers must fight the scourge. The scourge. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I've never said that word out loud. Do you say waft or waft? Um, waft. Kelly? Waft. I say waft. Because I used to work with a yeah, Scottish person. Yeah, but you person. say milk. Okay, that's true. That's, that's unfair, but that's true. Teachers must fight the scourge of text speak. Scourge. Protecting standards... Uh, this is by Laura Clark, the education correspondent. Oh, Flipping it. Protecting... Sorry? 
phone. It's a phone. Yeah, I know, but... What is it you like to talk about? Why is she talking so loudly? Ask, ask her to cover her she's, mouth. She's been as quiet as she can, but they need to hear. Protecting stand... Well, get her to go and do it over that way a bit, because it's picking up it. on your mic. You need to go and do it over there. Protecting standards of English from the influence of text message and social media slang is one of the biggest challenges... She's doing it really loudly. Get her to do it over by her mic. She's ringing them back. She needs to be over here. Well, I th- I, then I need to come and sort that studio out then. That studio's not set up for yeah. broadcast. OK. Handy manny, like you could do it. Protecting standards of English from the influence of text message and social media slang is one of the biggest challenges facing teachers, a leading headmistress has suggested. Caroline Jordan, head of a top private girls' school in Oxford, warned a generation of children are leaving school without a proper grasp of spelling and grammar because of the impact of so-called text speak. Right, first things first, that's her fault. If well. kids, well, no, if kids are leaving her school and they can't spell properly, don't blame mobile phones, blame, blame you. She's been paid rather handsomely to sort that out. Also, do you use TextSpeak? Because I never do. I take great pride in making sure my text messages are proper. I've started using TextSpeak because I'm back on the old phone. Oh, and it's faster. Mrs Jordan of Headington School, where fees are up to £30,000 a year, said government plans to introduce a maths qualification for sixth formers. Who cares about that? If you're, oh, dearie me. Her remarks follow complaints from teachers that pe- pupils increasingly use abbreviations and quote colloquialisms in schoolwork and tests. Um, examples include "you are" for your, "m8" for mate. I yeah, this is a good one. I don't know who you are, for I don't know who you are. That's a good one. Tomorrow, see tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow's, tomorrow's. But th- that's but how Justin speaks. All but the time. they've put two. Morrow, but it's no, but it should be two mods. Yeah. Lol, laugh out loud. M8, great. You can stop filling now. You know, um, I'm laugh not filling this, we're on something now. Oh, laugh out loud. Yeah, my friend's mom thought that was lots of love. So she did, broke some quite bad news with a lol at the end of it. Is your friend's mum David Cameron? No, because that's what he thought it was when he was um texting Rebecca. Bro- I don't think she's David Cameron. A fake, pardon, a fake. A what? As far as I know. Oh. I don't like... Um, oh, for goodness sake, these are idiots. Two night. What does that mean? Two N-Y-T, is that? No, it's N-I-T-E. Oh, that's just longer. OMG. Yeah. WTF? Waffle. Uh, Anissa's on the M25. Good morning, Anissa. Hi, Ian. Anissa, what would you like to say? Um, it's just regarding um, the caller who sort of... Uh, was quite uh, poor about the teachers. That was Paul in Biggleswade. Um, teachers are scum. They're the bottom of the pile. Yeah, he's really out of order because my sister-in-law and brother-in-law are teachers. Right. Um, my sister actually was working in the private sector, earning bonuses, travelling abroad. She decided to retrain because her other half um, was a teacher and just thought quality of life, having holidays together and all that kind of thing, it would work out really well. So she retrained. She's uh, just completed almost her first year. She works incredibly hard. Um, she actually has very long, she probably works 12 hours days. On top of that, has to come home, does all the marking, all the prepping for the next day. Yeah. And even weekends. So, she's not driving around in a lovely uh, brand new car. Um, so, you know, I just think he's really out. I don't know where he's uh, got these ideas. There, there are people, Anissa, who do have these views that teachers are lazy and are, are, are overpaid. They do get a lot of holiday, don't they? They do, but I mean... It's a lot of holiday, isn't it? But it is part of the whole school cycle. I mean, that could be something that it could be looked at. 
but generally they do work really hard and their salaries, well, the grade that my sister-in-law is, it's, you know, it's not fantastic. Is it fair? Is your sister-in-law going on strike tomorrow? I don't actually know. This is the first I've heard of it this morning, so I will, I will proper text a bit later on. Send her a, little, send her a little text, Anissa. Do you think it's fair that teachers are allowed to go on strike when they want? Um, no, I do feel that these things um, could be handled with, you know, a lot more care in the sense maybe, you know, we all have to stand up for the things we believe in. However, you know, we have to think about the people, parents who, you know, have to work, earn money. So maybe some sort of form of notice, you know, that kind of thing. It should be... It should be considered. Anissa, thank you very much indeed. Anissa, sticking up for the teachers. 08459 four double five five double five. In case you missed it, this is what Paul had to say about teachers. Well, I'd like to know what difference he's going to make full stop because um, the teachers always seem to be going on strike. They seem to go on strike every five minutes. And when they're not on strike, oh. they have inset days. And when they're not doing that, they have uh, teacher training days. And when they're not doing that, they're just all lazy devils anyway. All lazy devils anyway. Bit harsh. What do you think that Paul's got a point? They are all lazy devils. They're calling on strike whenever they fancy it. You try taking your kids out of school to take them to a holiday or something like that and you'll be in terrible trouble. And yet it's you, the parents and the grandparents, that will be running around tomorrow trying to sort out out-of-school care for your kids. 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound is blocked between junction 15A for Toaster and 16 for Daventry after an accident. We've got queues for six miles on the approach at the moment. We've also got reports of an accident between junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. Very slow there as well with the matrix sign set to 50. The M1 southbound, one lane closed between junctions 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. Um, And that's very slow there after a vehicle broke down. The M25 anti-clockwise also very slow between Junction 22 for St Albans to 16 for the M40. And on the speed sensors in Hartford, the A414 slow heading towards the centre of town from the A10. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. If you want to give me a call, now is an excellent time to do it. 08459 455 555. Teachers are the bottom, the lowest of the low. What do you think? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, confusion over teachers' strike, search for missing planes suspended, and who's carrying out Aylesbury Garden No makeovers? BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents in the Three Counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow, which could result in the closure of their children's school. Information is either vague or won't be available till late this afternoon. Head teachers say unions are not required to tell them which members of staff will strike. These parents were at Silso a school in Bedfordshire yesterday. We don't know anything about the teacher strike on Wednesday. I must admit, I would have preferred to have known a bit sooner because I'm a working mum as well. 
Bad weather has forced Australia to suspend the search for the missing Malaysia Airlines plane in the southern Indian Ocean. In Beijing, dozens of relatives of Chinese passengers have clashed with police as they tried to march on the Malaysian embassy following the Malaysian Prime Minister's announcement that the plane crashed with no survivors. Lucy Williamson is in Kuala Lumpur. It was a message designed to kill all hope, delivered to the families of those on board in private briefings by phone call even in some cases by text message. Malaysian Airlines executives describe the news as devastating. Many relatives are still refusing to accept it. Gathering in Beijing this morning, families of the many Chinese passengers on board marched towards the Malaysian embassy, accusing the authorities of mishandling the crisis and shouting, give our families back. A jogger is in a coma with multiple injuries after a collision with a car in Bedfordshire. It happened last Wednesday evening at 7pm in Stretley near the junction with the A6. The jogger, a 51-year-old man from nearby Barton, was in collision with a Peugeot car. Royal Mail plans to cut 1,600 jobs as part of a drive to cut costs, mainly among its head office managerial staff. The company says the net effect will be 1,300 job losses as it plans to create 300 new roles at the same time. The government's being urged to act over what's being described as a shortage of primary school places in Luton. In the Commons, Luton South's Labour MP Gavin Shuka said more schools need to be built. In Luton we are 630 primary places short of the number that we require, a situation that would actually be much worse had a free school not been built by an arm's length council body who had to jump through all the hoops of the free school system. Isn't it perverse that local authorities aren't allowed to build schools? The Education Minister David Laws rejected the suggestion. A mystery artist is taking garden ornaments from homes in Aylesbury, repainting them and then returning them. A pig was transformed into a superhero, a tortoise painted with Chinese symbols on the Fairford Lees estate. Avril Webb is among those affected. I see the funny side um, because they were really well painted um, and they were painted that I paint that I could remove, so it was okay. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons continue their late bid for a League One play. Playoff place at home to Gillingham tonight. Conference leaders Luton will go 17 points clear with victory at Grimsby. Elsewhere, Watford host Blackburn. Wickham go to Burton. The weather, cloudy and cold with some rain this morning. Brighter this afternoon. A maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The gardens are lovely. You can walk around all the gardens and the water features. It's all about where you live. It's brilliant for children. In the summer, the park is just full and it's got everything that you need. All this week, we're featuring Letchworth. Letchworth is a city like no other. It's an interesting town, lots of heritage. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. And suddenly it's four minutes past eight o'clock. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call, you can do lots to talk about this morning, including there's going to be a teacher's strike tomorrow. How is it going to affect you? Have you been told enough about it? And do you support the teachers and their right to strike? We've heard from one masseuse who's had to ban men from having massages because they all want to have a little bit, well, you know, extra and stuff. Do you go for a massage? Like a nice massage. 
one will find out more about this gnome that's being... Someone's going around nicking gnomes and painting them and then replacing them. What? If you want to get in touch, uh, you can give me a call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, parents... Parents are calling for the National Union of Teachers to show its hand ahead of planned strikes tomorrow. Many are turning to their local council's websites to find out whether their children's schools are affected, only to discover that the local authority hasn't got a clue. Milton Keynes say they'll have the information this afternoon. Buckinghamshire's warning any information may be incomplete or out of date. And Central Bedfordshire says the earliest they'll know is five o'clock tonight. So how is it going to affect you? Are you worrying about what might happen tomorrow if the kids don't go to school? 08459 455555. Well, Des Hart is the regional rep for the NUT in the East. Morning, Des. Good morning. How many schools are affected? Uh, we haven't got exact figures at the moment in the, the three counties, so I, I can't actually answer that question. But we're hoping that the majority of our members will come out um, in support of this action tomorrow. Pretty poor show, isn't it, Des? If, if, if you're calling the strike and you, you don't know how many schools are affected, what, what are the parents supposed to do? Well, the, the way that um, employment law works is as um, an empl- we're, we're obliged to inform the employers that our members are taking strike action seven days in advance. It is then the responsibility of the employer, be that the local authorities or, in the case of academies, the schools themselves, uh, as to whether they make a decision whether to close or not. I'll ask the question again. What are the parents supposed to do? Uh, in the first instance, they'd need to contact the school directly because it's the school that have the information. Uh, they're meant to do a, a risk assessment if uh, staff are on strike, taking industrial action. But in teachers aren't, head teachers aren't allowed to ask, are they? Uh, we, they are informed of how many members that are taking strike action in their school and then the head teacher themselves have to make that decision. That's one of the responsibilities of okay. being a head teacher. I'll ask the question again, Des. Let's, let's see if we get an answer this time. What are parents supposed to do? Um, I think I answered the question. They need to contact directly the school. OK, what happens... What, what, what happens a lot of parents don't know if there is a strike tomorrow, don't know if their kids are affected or not. So... That's quite bad, isn't it, for the parents? That, that's unfair on the parents. That's punishing the children and the parents. Well, our dispute is with um, the, the, the Secretary of State and the government over the, the, the key issues of our campaign. So why take it out on the parents and the kids? Well, as with any industrial action, you end up causing disruption. That's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. And we've been driven to this by the intransigence of the Education Secretary, who's refusing to um, negotiate in a meaningful manner over the terms of our dispute. Okay. Let's, let's try the question one more time, and maybe we'll get there. What are the parents supposed to do? And I'm speaking specifically about tomorrow, Des. What are they supposed to do? They will contact the school or the school... No, 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 OK. So what are they supposed to do with their kids tomorrow? Are the teacher, the, the, the parents got to take the day off work as well, have they? Well, that's down to in individual parents. Well, no, but it's your, it's, your, it's your strike that's forcing their hand, isn't it? That seems unfair. Well, the, the unfairness is actually caused by the, the way the government are treating the... Um, teaching profession as a whole. I mean, you've got primary school teachers working over 60 hours a week. A recent government survey indicated that most primary school teachers work at least one full day every weekend to keep up with the workload that's been put on them. Well, that's their job. 
the job is to teach children to yeah, get and the it, best what, out of children and give them the best opportunity. Yeah. So if they have to work at weekends, well, that's 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 kind of tough, isn't it? It's, so you, are you blaming the fact that some parents are going to have to t- take the day off work and lose money or have to pay extra for childcare? You, you're blaming that on, on Michael Gove, are you? And the... The government. So yeah. you're blaming that on David Cameron and Michael Gove, the fact that parents oh, are going to have to, the parents are going to have to take the day off work, are going to have to pay extra childcare, that it's going to cause problems for them. That's Gove's and Cameron's fault. The dispute that the NUT currently have is with the government, the employer. So you're blaming you're blaming them for for the suffering that parents will have tomorrow. It's not your responsibility for calling the strike at all. The strike was called was called by the NUT in furtherance of a lawful trade dispute. Okay, so it's, but it's it's Cameron's, and so if parents are upset, they shouldn't be upset with teachers. They should be upset with Michael Gove. Well, over the last month, we've held um, yes or no, yes or no, should... for education stalls in Aylesbury. Okay, yes or no, Milton Des. Keynes, yes or no question. We've had massive support from yeah. the Des. It's um, a yes or no question. Should, should if parents, well, if you let me answer the question well, no, in full. Please. Well, no, uh, you can just answer it with a yes or no, and then and then we can proceed. The support we've been getting is fantastic, and quite clearly the fault... Des, you're not answering the the question. You're not answering the question. Yes or no? The support we're getting... Don't read the script. The, um... (laughs) Don't read the script. Is it yes or no question? Do the parents blame Michael Gove and David Cameron if they have to pay extra money for childcare? The reason why there's a dispute is because of the intransigence of Michael Gove and David... Well, Michael Gove is the education secretary. So that's a yes? He's... Des, answer the question with a yes or no. It's a really simple yes or no question. I don't understand what the problem is. I th- well, yeah, it's his fault, yeah. There we go, at last. Well done, Des. Well done, we got there. Have a listen to this. This is one of the, t- the callers earlier on in the show. But I'd like to know what difference it's going to make full stop, because um, the teachers always seem to be going on strike. They seem to go on strike every five minutes, and when they're not on strike, oh. they have inset days... And when they're not doing that, they have uh, teacher training days. And when they're not doing that, they're just all lazy devils anyway. It's not very supportive, is it? Well, that's one caller. Yeah. So we've been holding um, stalls throughout the three counties over the last three weeks, and the support on the street has been fantastic. What would your response be to Paul and, and the other callers we've had? Well, on that particular caller, um, teachers work as part of their contract five inset days a year, which is um, to allow them to improve their professionalism and practice. Um, As I've said, there's a government, the the recent government survey works out that primary school teachers are working over 60 hours a week, uh, secondary school slightly less, 55 hours, and the vast majority of teachers are working at least one eight-hour day over every weekend during term time. So they're not lazy, no, they work very hard and try and improve the uh, chances of children in our schools. So what exactly is your beef, Des? In terms of the dispute? Yeah. Well, primarily there are three sort of main areas. First is this issue of workload. I mean, a lot of the government's initiatives are basically bureaucratic box ticking. And we have found that new teachers coming in over 40%, 4 out of 10, leave within the first five years, having had a large amount of money invested in their training. And the main reason they give is the excessive workload that they're... Right. So, so they can't. So you're not on strike though because some teachers can't hack it. Well, if you're spending four years training to do a professional job, and then four out of ten then leave after less than five years in the profession, that seems to me a waste of public money in the first place. We need to have a tougher screening at the point of entry, then, don't we? That would imply to me, or um, a slightly less overly bureaucratic and heavy workload-based education system. 
So what do you, but what do you want to see changed? If that's the job, then teachers should be made aware of that when they start the job, shouldn't they? Well, on the issue of workload, for example, as I say, a fair proportion of it is, is, is just statistical um, box ticking. It, it doesn't actually help in education. It doesn't help in teaching. Um, the, the, the second part of the, the dispute, as it stands at the moment, is in respect of pay. Primarily the insistence of the government to introduce a performance-related pay scheme, which internationally is proven doesn't work. But more importantly, they're breaking up the national pay bargaining system. So, for example, you could be working in a school in Dunstable. Uh, you then decide, oh, I want to move on to another school across the M1 into Luton and find you've got a completely different pay structure. And apart from anything else, that's going to mean every single head teacher in every little first school in the, you know, the middle of central Bedfordshire all the way up to the big academies are going to have a a separate pay structure which the head teachers are going to find intolerable simply because it'll increase their workload this is a text that we've, we've had several of these comments this is from bev what about the 60 pounds fine for not going to school does that go for teachers too we've talked about that if you don't take your kids into school for whatever reason you get fined is that going to happen the other way around well teachers will be losing a day's pay because they're taking industrial action so effectively they're losing a day's salary okay des i appreciate your time thank you very much okay thank you there we go it's des hart from uh, the uh, NUT, regional rep for the NUT in the East. It does annoy me when people just cannot answer a simple yes or no question. We got there in the end. We got there in the end. Just, just a simple yes or no question. Des, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Well, you've heard the NUT's um, thoughts on this. 08459 455 555. It's interesting. When I speak to people like that who can't answer a simple yes or no question, uh, it, it kind of, my actual politics get hidden. They get hidden. You, uh, you, you wouldn't have gathered from that conversation with Des where my sympathies lie because he, was quite, he wasn't a particularly sympathetic-inducing person. I don't mind the fact the teachers are going on strike. I think good luck to them. It's the only, the only tool they've got is to take away their labour. But then you talk to people like that who are reading from the script and you kind of think, actually, I'm on the other side now. Does himself no favours. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's one lane closed between junction 15A for Toaster and 16 for Daventry after an earlier accident. Have still got queues for about eight miles on the approach though, but those should start to ease off. The M1 southbound, one lane closed between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton because a vehicle broke down. Still very slow in the area there. And on the M25, anti-clockwise, struggling between Junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. A1M southbound looking extremely slow on the speed sensors between Letchworth and Stevenage. And in Chesant, there are queues on the A10 southbound between Turnford and Waltham Cross. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. It's 8.16. It's Tuesday the 25th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents in the three counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow, which could result in the closure of their children's school. Bad weather has forced Australia to suspend the search for the missing Malaysia Airlines plane in the southern Indian Ocean. And in sport, Milton Keynes Dons continue their late big bid for a League One playoff place at home to Gillingham tonight. BBC Three Counties Radio.
tonight, Three Counties Sport brings you another three live games from our local teams. Bounces over the line and Watford take the lead here with 32 minutes on the clock. We'll be at Vicarage Road for Watford versus Blackburn. Stadium MK for the Dons at home to Gillingham and Blundell Park for Luton's trip to Grimsby. Just stabbed it goalwards with his left foot. Plus there's updates from the Pirelli Stadium as Wickham travel to Burton. And Wickham Wanderers are back in front. Tonight from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Football, goals, soccer, corners, defenders, strikers, midfield managers. It's all there. And those boys really do do cover it excellently. They do. Don't they just? Look at your T-shirt. Scruffy, isn't it? What's what's going on with this T-shirt? I I was wearing a jersey, (laughs) but I got very hot. It's very hot in there. I got a bit of a sweat on. Can I take a picture of you? No, you can't. Oh. You can't. I've got a sweat on. Even surreptitiously? No, you can't. Oh. You can't. You can't. <laughs> what a I'll, shame. I'll, I'll give you that if you do. <laughs> and you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. But I, I won't send it to anyone. I'd just like no. to have it for my own purpose. No, 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 no. You can't. Really? No, because re- I'm really grumpy this morning. I can, I can tell. And I will wrestle you to the ground. Really? And I'll give you a noogie. It's 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 hilarious, this T-shirt. Well, I'm wearing a white T-shirt. What's hilarious? Well, about I think that? it was white once. It's a very old T-shirt. Yes, it is. Correct. It's yes. more like I can only describe yes. it as a yeah. like a lady's blouse. Oh, okay, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm holding it back. I can see I'm, I'm holding I'm on it back. The verge of getting a punch. You won't get a punch. You won't get a punch. Right. I'm holding it back, and then one day when you're least expecting it, <laughs> when I'm coming wearing a blouse, you'll be walking home from work one night and. Uh, What's going to happen? Ninjas will come out. <laughs> ninjas. My, my army of ninjas. Ian Lee ninjas. That's uh, yeah. That's the new thing. What's on your show this morning, JVS? Well, I'm very interested oh. in this uh, teacher strike. Oh yes. But of course, is uh, kind of planned for tomorrow, but we're not quite sure. We don't know where and when. Exactly. Although we've had a, we've had an email in actually. We know that one school's closed down. Really. Um, which, which school's closed down, Catherine Boyle? You sent me an email and I can't... Um... It's Hazelmere Church of England Combined School. It's partially closed oh. due to industrial action tomorrow. Should, some pupils should attend. OK, there we go. So go some should attend. Well, coming up on the big phone in... I wouldn't bother. They can find out themselves. We'll tell them later. Coming up at uh, nine this morning on the big phone and I'm going to be asking, do you support the teacher strike? Teachers across the three counties may go on strike tomorrow, but their union, the NUT, won't reveal which schools in beds, hearts and bucks will be affected. Many parents will have to wait until 5pm today to discover whether or not they can go to work tomorrow or whether they'll have to stay at home to look after their children. The National Union of Teachers has called for strike action as they're unhappy with teachers' pay, their pensions and their working conditions. Apparently, teachers are under intolerable pressure with their workload. Yeah. Primary school teachers apparently are having to work 60-hour weeks. Mm -hmm. Secondary school teachers are having to work 56-hour weeks. And it's not on. They say the pressure has become too much, so they must go on strike. They're also concerned about potential job losses. Well, based on all of this and based on your experience of teachers, from nine this morning, I want your views. Do you support this teacher strike tomorrow? If it causes some uh, some inconvenience to people, mm. does it really matter if ultimately the teachers, the people who are shaping the future of our young... Yeah of our young generations in this country, is it worth supporting them and having this inconvenience just for a day or so if it helps them to get better working conditions? Your view from nine on 08459 455 555. I support their right to strike. 
And then you speak to people like Des Hart from the NUT, and you kind of think, actually, I, they shouldn't be allowed. They should all be walloped if they even consider going on strike. Really? Yeah, I, you speak to people like that, and it's 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 kind of hard. I mean, he's coming from from a, you know staunch union perspective, but but any sympathy I had for them is kind of stripped away by speaking to people like that. I need to speak to some teachers, some proper teachers, not just union members, right. who, uh, to get their side of things. I think. Well, if they're listening, I'm sure they'll call you. Mm. On 08459 455 555. What a professional. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, he was. Jakub's in Luton. Good morning, Jakub. Uh, good morning, Ian. What, what can I do? You're a teacher, are you? Uh, yep, I'm a teacher uh, and a, an NUT uh, member as well. I've so. gone right off you this morning, Jakub. I was on your side. I'm not anymore. Oh, uh, uh, why is that? Because I spoke to Des Hart. Uh, I was, yeah, unfortunately, that was uh, that didn't go so well. That's that's why I'm calling. He's the regional rep for the NUT in the East. He was reading the script. He wouldn't have a he wouldn't have a human conversation, Jakub. So I need to talk. To, I need to talk to you. You're going on strike, I assume. Uh, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Tell me why. Why? Um, simply, uh, you know, the pain condition, the fact that, you know, our lives are made, you know, incredibly, you know, hard, basically, you know, uh, we're working uh, for long hours, we've got large classes, uh, we're forever living in uh, fear of inspectors, uh, we're teaching standards, you know, and the thing that gets lost amongst all of this is the fact that, you know, we've got young kids in our class that rely upon us to do the best job possible to give them the best chance in life. Boom. Thank you, Jakub. There you go. You've just got my sympathy back because you did what Des wasn't able to do. You've summed it up in a human form and you've mentioned the importance of how it's affecting the children. Absolutely. And I've got no script in front of me. In fact, I'm pulling it up on the side of the A413 waiting to speak to you. Good. Well, so. I, I, I appreciate you, you pulling up. I appreciate you not reading a script. And that's what it all boils down to. It's got to boil down to not what's best for the teachers, I'm sorry, but ultimately what's best for the kids. And that's, and that's why we're going out there, because, we're, you know, we've got classes of 32. Um, I was speaking to somebody, a professor from Spain in Cambridge at the weekend, and saying in Spain, uh, class sizes of 20 are unheard of. And he goes, you're already, you know, giving yourselves an unfair chance, um, you know, in terms of being competitive in the labour market with other countries and that. So, you know, we, me as a teacher, I think long term, what's best for my kids and what can I do? And, you know, and, uh, these appraisals and this... Mounting a bureaucracy, just you know, making a lot, you know, making really hard for us. Yeah, when you hear um, the, the, the union reps like Des speaking, wh- wh- how does that make you feel? Oh God, um, very, you know, like embarrassed, really. Uh, it's unfortunate that's happened, and that's that's you know, unfortunately that that's how it is. But myself, you know, uh, I think I've spoken before. I, you know, I just speak off the cuff, and I'm speaking from from the front line, so I suppose sometimes you have people that come from the offices and they, they, they can't really see that, so uh, I don't know what's happened there. Yaku, we're going to let you go. The line's fading a little bit, but I appreciate your call. There we go. That's what we wanted. He's completely redressed the balance. Thank you, Jakub. 08459 555. Now, a Hertfordshire masseuse has decided to ban men from her practice after getting fed up with being propositioned. Kate Codrington from Oxy has been a therapist for over 20 years, but says the late-night phone calls and inappropriate suggestions have forced her to stop treating men altogether. Well, this will not come as no surprise to another uh, massage therapist from Luton, Eileen McIntyre. Good morning, Eileen. 
Oh, good morning, Ian. D- well, well, tell me what's happened to you in the past. Very much the same as um, the other lady. Um, my experience is that, you know, um, massage is viewed negatively. I, I, I also get lots of calls, late-night calls, verbal abuse, you know, suggestive texts. You know, they're, they're always, it's always the same thing. You know, um, do you do happy endings? You do hand relief. Okay, yeah, yep. all this kind of yep. stuff. We understand. We just, we just have to bear in mind we have young ears Sorry. listening. I, no, I, I, I'm glad you've, you've, you've painted a very colourful picture with some rather broad brushstrokes. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, how do you deal with it? Um, well, nowadays I can I try and suss out over the telephone whether or not I'm going to um, book them in because it will be, you know, they'll probably say, is it going to be for the full hour? Or, you know, that when they ask other questions, I just know, you know, like, what kind of services do you offer? You know, how many girls are working there, that sort of thing. Then I know that they're not um, legitimate, um, decent customers. So it must I, be frustrating. It must be very frustrating for you. Yes, it is. It is. And um, it's true. And, you know, I myself... Um, think about just doing women only but because um over 60 percent of my clients are are men so that would probably not leave me much much work so um it's a difficult one it's a big step isn't it that um that kate has taken to uh, to ban men altogether yeah, you you yeah. wouldn't be able to survive if you did that no i wouldn't how I, I'm confused as to how these misunderstandings happen because if you look in a newspaper mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious which are the legitimate massage therapists and which are the naughty ones? Yeah, that's right. They're often that's... called bubbles. Mm. Or, you know, the, 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 they have secret little codes on there, I believe. That's right, that's right. But when I've asked these guys, why do you come to me when clearly, you know, you can look in the back of a newspaper or yeah. anywhere online and go to whatever, Annie's Massage or whatever, yes. somewhere like that, Yes. Um, they say they don't want to go to places like that because it oh. makes them feel dirty. Oh! <laughs> 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 Oh, that's nice. They that's... don't want to feel dirty when they leave. <laughs> In some ways, that's a that's a backhanded compliment, Eileen. <laughs> you don't make them feel dirty. You could you make them feel good about themselves. Oh, well, I don't. <laughs> no, well, no, exactly. You don't. Yeah. You you. Uh, yeah. I, 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 so, have you ever? You know, you've been in the middle of a massage, and someone said, "And uh, you know, shall I roll over or, or anything?" Or well, does it not get know, that far? Basically, you can sort of tell when they come in because they'll probably want to. You know, they'll probably want to be naked. Yeah. And, you know, all this kind of thing. And, yeah, dirty. You know, can you just massage a little bit more higher and, you know, all this kind higher. of thing. I know people, you know, kids might be listening, but... Y- yes. Yeah, so yes. It's, it's all that sort of thing. And you just have to just end the massage where it is, really. And, wow, uh, how frustrating for everybody. It is, yeah. I mean, and because of where, where I work as well, um, the, the building is called Grosvenor House. Yes. A lot of them think it's a residential dwelling, ah, yeah. and it's only when they actually come, when they're actually there, when they, they come upstairs, they realise oh, this yeah. isn't going to be what what they thought it was going to be. Do they ever get abusive when you send them on their way with their tails between their legs, literally? Um, well, I, I get abusive texts, um, oh. you know, I, I do get abusive texts. Oh dear. Yeah. Say, well, again, minding your language, but saying what? Um, well, there was one guy. I mean, it might sound comical at the moment, but yes. at the time it wasn't. No. You know, he, he sort of sent me a text saying, oh, you know, I, I should slap you in your face oh. with my little... Oh, oh really? <laughs> ...brown <laughs> body part. 
Yeah, oh. but I mean, it, it's not nice when you. No, well, no, that, that, it's not nice at all. That's a horrible thing for someone yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, and he started calling me racist and white cow. I'm not even white. Oh, for goodness' <laughs> sakes! Well, there you go. Well, Eileen, uh, yeah. li- listen, I, I, uh, I hope things. Does this still carry on now, though? Do you, do you still get these kind of these? Oh yeah, do you know, I've been trading for a year, and if anything, it's getting worse. Oh, so, um, and also because I because I do Reiki as well, they've oh, yeah. started on the Reiki now, saying that's making them feel sexual and all the rest of it. So, um, well, li- Re- li- Reiki. Listen, I, Eileen, I like a good massage, <laughs> right? Reiki's a load of old nonsense, though, isn't it? No, it's not. That's where you hold it's the hands not. over someone and you you, feel, you you touch up their chakras. It's and it, that, exactly. It's nonsense. And, 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 smooth, and smooth them down as well. You can't smooth someone's chakra down. <laughs> You'd up. love it. Eileen, listen, I may pop over one day. Thank you very much for your All time. Right. Take care. Thank there we go. Know. It's Eileen McIntyre. I like, I like the massage. The Reiki, I'm not so keen on. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still long delays on the M1 northbound. One lane is closed between Junction 15A for Toaster and 16 for Daventry after an accident. The M40 Londonbound is slow between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for High Wycombe Handycross. And the M25 anti-clockwise really struggling still between Junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors, the A5 in both directions, very slow in patches between Hockcliffe and Mark Yate. And in Chesant, the A10 southbound queuing between Wormley and Waltham Cross. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Parents in the three counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow, which could result in the closure of their children's school. Head teachers say unions are not required to tell them which members of staff will strike. Bad weather has forced Australia to suspend the search for the missing Malaysia Airlines plane in the southern Indian Ocean. And Royal Mail plans to cut 1,600 jobs as part of a drive to cut costs, mainly among its head office managerial staff. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Matches tonight for Watford, MK Dons, Wickham and Luton. The Dons continue their late charge for the League One playoff places as they host Gillingham at Stadium MK. Manager Carl Robinson wary of a dangerous Jill side. Obviously they've got massive goal threats all over. An old friend of ours, I can Fenwer. For what people say about him, I, I like him. I think he's a goal scorer. Weirdly, people might know this, but I tried to bring him to the club only last year. At this stage of the season, I felt he was different. He was a, he's a one and two man, so it, people might knock his the way he is or the way he moves, but he, he scores goals. Luton are still 14 points clear at the top of the conference after third placed Alfreton lost at Halifax last night. The Hatters are at Grimsby tonight with new signing Luke Rooney, a possible starter after a sub appearance at the weekend. So does boss John still believe he can play in the role vacated by the injured Luke Guttridge? Yes, he can. He can play wide or he can play off of the, the, the centre forward. Um, but his last few games has been at Maidstone, so we haven't got a 
we haven't got to go crazy, you know, maybe just to need him a little bit longer on sometimes and gradually. But yes, he can. He's a very talented young man, to be honest. In the Championship mid-table, Watford hosts Blackburn with manager Beppe Sonino saying he won't allow the season to just fizzle out. I want my lads focused with the head on this last 10 games because it's a, it's a, it's a very, very important games to, to assess everything, to assess the, the situation, to assess the player. is important for me, for the club and for the player. And there's commentary on Watford, MK Dons and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven, plus news of Wickham's League Two trip to Burton. Tonight's Premier League matches include Manchester United against Manchester City, Arsenal are at home to Swansea, Southern League leaders Hemel Hempstead will go nine points clear if they win at home to Stourbridge, and Milton Keynes Red Bull owner Dietrich Mastisch says his company could quit Formula One if he's not happy with the way the sport is run. His remarks follow Daniel Ricciardo's disqualification at the Australian Grand Prix. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. La, la, la. 8.33, last 27 minutes of the show. Now is an excellent time to give me a phone call if you'd like. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. We're talking strikes, uh, teaching strikes in particular. There's one tomorrow. How is it affecting you? Do you know? Well, some places have been informed and some haven't. Uh, Lisa on Twitter says, Milton Keynes Academy and Orchard Academy both sent letters and texts out last week informing parents of the impending strike. So some places have heard of them and some places haven't heard of the, the strikes and what's going on. Have you heard? When did you find out? And do you support the teachers in their right to strike? 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Justin Dealey's out and about. Where are you, Just? Morning, boss. I'm, uh, I'm in Dunstall at the moment. Um, I've just been talking to Leslie Phillips, who's the head teacher of Ashton Middle School. Now, uh, with this strike, you had a, a very interesting conversation just after 8 o'clock this morning about this. Um, the union Unions don't have to say who is striking or not tomorrow, which I find very bizarre. So, so bearing that in mind, Ashton Middle School here in Dunstable, I've just uh, popped into the school, this school will be closed tomorrow to 475 pupils. You could almost see the frustration on the head's face because they want to keep this school open. They yep. have tried to do everything they possibly can to uh, avoid the inconvenience of parents, but because the unions won't tell them who's going to come in tomorrow or who's not going to come in tomorrow they can't take the chance so they've been left with no option whatsoever but to inconvenience 475 sets of parents tomorrow. Uh, we, we spoke to Des Hart from uh, the uh, NUT in the East and, and what, what, a couple of things annoyed me what annoyed me was his inability to answer a yes or no question yep. and also the, 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 ultimately blaming this strike on David Cameron and Michael Gove well no they may have implemented changes you don't like but it's, it's the unions that have called this strike. The strike is the union's fault, and mm. I think it's, it's unfair to defer the blame. It's no one else's fault apart from the unions and those people who voted for it. Now, I, I respect everybody's right to strike. I think it's a very powerful right that people have fought and died for in this country. Good for them. I may even support this strike or not. I don't yep. necessarily need to lay my cards on the table about that. But I, I just found speaking to a union member very frustrating. And we spoke to a teacher early on, Justin, and he said, well, I've not heard anybody else say yet 
He's a teacher. He's going on strike. He's going on strike ultimately for the pupils because he thinks that he is not able to deliver what the pupils deserve and require. Well, I mean, a lot of people have got this um, stereotypical opinion that, that all teachers are lazy, but on this particular occasion, I'm just going to put something out there based on what I've experienced this morning. I don't think this is right. And you can almost see that talking to the head teacher here because they want to keep the school open. If there's going to be a strike tomorrow, if there are going to be teachers on strike, well, that's fair enough. You're entitled to go on strike but please for goodness sake tell the school so they can get other staff in to keep the school open mm. you know having today still not knowing which teachers are going to be here or not tomorrow i find fascinating they still will be here though to be fair because the teachers are still going to be coming in tomorrow yeah. because there's still work for them to do but the pupils they can't take that chance that there won't be enough teachers here so the pupils nearly 500 of them they won't be coming in tomorrow and I think that's another frustrating thing. If you are a parent in this situation, it, it, it's the not knowing or finding out the day before, the evening before, that your kids won't be going to school the next day because they might have to take time well, off work. Well, or it's the same for find... the teachers. It's the same for the teachers. I, I've seen the sheet this morning, the sheet of paper, which is being prepared for tomorrow morning, and it's basically a, a sheet of paper that says who's in and who's not. The head teacher of this school, with, with that power and authority, yeah. still at this moment in time, at 8.35, the day before and she won't know that information until tomorrow morning. Just thank you we may speak to you uh, before nine o'clock at some point Glenn's in Leighton Buzzer. Morning Glenn Morning Ian. Glenn what would you like to say? I think it's wrong they're striking. Tell me why very quickly because it's an awful line I know I do apologise. Well when I was at school back in the 70s none of the teachers uh, went on strike and I can't see it being any different in fact I think it was hard in them days we had no computers then Everything was handwritten, there was no graphic design things, um, and the knock-on effect is, you know, like you said earlier on, is the, 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 the children's parents. You can't take them into work. I know you bring your kids into work sometimes, but it's not always practical if that person works in a warehouse. Right? Then I'm going to let you go because the line's awful, uh, but yes, it isn't always practical. I brought my kids in once. Man, that was hard work. Never again. Uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I respect people's right to strike. Of course I do. That, that's one of the things that makes this country so fantastic. It does seem a little bit unfair that the um, parents don't know what's going on. The schools don't know what's going on. Who's on strike and when they're on strike and if it's going to affect them or if their kids are going to go to school 08459 455 555 is the telephone number this morning I'd love to hear from you if you are a teacher that's going to go on strike, we've spoken to a couple uh, or if you're a parent or a grandparent that's going to be affected by the strike do you think it's fair that teachers are allowed to strike do you think maybe they should be stopped from striking their, their argument is well you know, it's, we, we, we're working 60 hour weeks working full days at the weekend. I, I would suggest that that needs to be flagged up before they enter teacher training. You know, so when they go in, day, day one of teacher training is, right, this is what your week's probably going to look like. If you can't hack that, probably best you go now. Anyone? Okay, bye. That's what they need to do, don't they? I think we were speaking to the gentleman from the NUT. I think he said something four out of ten teachers drop out after the first five years or something like that. 
well, then they, surely they need, it needs to be flagged up in advance what it is that they're going to be doing. We spoke to Paul in Biggleswade earlier on. This is what he had to say. Well, I'd like to know what difference is going to make full stop because um, the teachers always seem to be going on strike. They seem to go on strike every five minutes. And when they're not on strike, well. they have inset days. And when they're not doing that, they have uh, teacher training days. And when they're not doing that, they're just all lazy devils anyway. They're all lazy devils anyway. Teachers, what do you reckon? 08459 455 555. Some texts here. Trevor says, my son is at Lancot Lower. His class is open, plus a couple of others. We don't know anything about our other son's school yet. And Dave in Sunton Park says, I've just received a text from Leland's High School to say tomorrow is as normal. I bet your kids are gutted. They used to strike. I remember teachers striking in the 80s. There was a, there was a little bit of the old strikey-wikey going on in the 80s. Under Thatcher's government... Remember that happened from uh, from time to time. What did we used to do? What, what did we do on the, on the strike days? Just stay at home, I think. I think my, I think my mum would hire horror films for me and my friend, like really nasty horror films, and we would um, we'd stay at home and watch them. Time of our life. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, to give us uh, a call. And if you know of uh, any schools that are open or are closed, you've had confirmation one way or t'other then do get in touch and uh, let us know and uh, we can spread the word so that um, everybody can be aware of what's going on. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Oh, just a quick uh, second to remind you as well, there is a weekly podcast of this show. A podcast? Yeah. It's about an hour long, comes out every Friday. It's kind of the best bits of the week's show. So there'll be a bit of Justin, a bit of Kelly, a bit of Catherine, probably not much Paul Scoynes, if I'm honest. Um, and we'll put it out into a little hour-long podcast, and we record some extra bits that you don't get to hear broadcast on the radio. And um, you can download it. You can either go to the BBC3CR uh, website and click on podcasts, or you can go to iTunes. Type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-W at bbc.co.uk. The front page of some of the newspapers, the Daily Telegraph, flight MH370 suicide mission. Focus on pilots as it suggested plane was crashed deliberately. Well, um, yeah, how do we know that? We don't. We're guessing. Outrage as families are finally told news by text message. (coughs) Let's have a little look at this. The Times. Teachers abuse boys at Osborne's old school. There's a, it, it, you can tell there's the kind of an odd scattering of news. All the front pages are, are all different, really. Putin frozen out as the West unites over Crimea. Russia was ejected from the elite club of leading economies last night as world leaders turned their wrath on President Putin for his land grab in Crimea. The Independent, um, Lloyd's caught in new PPI storm. Taxpayer-backed bank saved tens of millions of pounds by wrongly cutting compensation. Scandal within a scandal. Oh, for goodness sake. And there's a picture of a woman who's just found out that her family are dead in a plane crash. Great picture, guys. Great picture. Let's do one more, then we'll go to Paul. Um, well, it's the, the, the Guardian has got uh, the same stories, that uh, Russia has been booted out of the G8 and um, another upset family member of the Malaysian uh, aeroplane disaster. Paul's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Paul. Good morning. Paul, what you got for me? Um, just a quick question for you. When the fire brigade went on strike, did you support the fire brigade? Um, I'm trying to uh, 
think I didn't. I, if I remember correctly, I didn't. I didn't like the timing of it. I thought the timing was inappropriate because they did it all around bonfire, didn't they? They did it all around bonfire and got the exact impact that they wanted to do. I'm, I'm married to a teacher. What, what impact? Uh, what impact did they get, Paul? Did, did did they get the changes they they were asking for? They got the agreement. They they didn't get everything they wanted, but they did get the agreement that. Um, that they'd asked for, they got, I believe, something like two, three percent on their pensions, and they got them safeguarded. Okay. Um, as I say, I'm I'm married to a teacher, um, and I have been sat there at eleven o'clock at night doing PowerPoint presentations, doing all sorts of different things. I think the fundamental problem with this strike, and what's happening is, it does come back to governments. Um, four years is a short time in a child's life. And a government keeps messing with education. The reason we didn't see a lot of change in the 70s and through part of the 80s was because we had the same government. So therefore, they didn't keep messing and tweaking with different education schemes, different learning practices and everything else. What we've got at the moment is it's like somebody going to work who's, who's been a, a carpenter or who's been some form of skilled works person and then they're changing the way that you've got to do the job every two, three years. We all argue about health and safety, how you can't do something this way because health and safety. Well, this is what's happening to teachers continuously every year because somebody comes up with a think tank and says, we want to change the way that you learn this. We want to change the way that you teach another, another item. So the, the teachers are getting more and more pressure put onto them. And... At the end of the day, they're not babysitters. You send your children to learn and to be educated. A school isn't there just for you to babysit. So these kind of things do happen. It's a similar thing to when your child gets sick or when your child ends up having who's, a who's, for who's said Who said that the, the, the schools are for babysitting services, Paul? No one, but there is, a, there is, a, 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 there is an agreement that um, the parents will send their children to schools and that children will be in those schools five days a week. That's, that's an agreement. It's not, no one said it's a babysitting service, and it's a little I, bit I, rude of you to suggest that that's what parents think it is. I, I agree with the five days a week. I agree, I agree that children should be in school and there should be continuity. Similarly with, the, with Michael Gore's radical idea of charging people for having 10 days off school and, and fining them £60. Pounds. the end of the day, there needs to be continuity. If you're going to do that, you've got to make t- have teachers taking training courses during summer. But the local authorities are not going to implement that because it means that people people will kick up. So you're at suggesting? The level. Are you suggesting, Paul, that teachers should be fined tomorrow for taking for striking? If you talk about the con- think, if you talk about the continuity, um, I don't think that the teachers should be fined because from from the, that perspective, they're not getting paid. They're actually going a day without paying any care. No, but the, but but other people are being penalised because of the teachers striking, aren't they? What other people are being penalised? Sorry? What other people are being penalised because of the teacher's strike? You don't... Do you really need me to answer that question, Paul, or can you work it out for yourself? Well, what you're saying is parents and grandparents are, are being... being penalised, yes. They're being penalised. Convenience, not penalised, inconvenience. No, they're being penalised, Paul, because they might have to take the day off work, they might have to pay for childcare, they might have to... It's a penalisation. It's not, it's not an inconvenience. It's more than an inconvenience, Paul. But it, it's a similar thing when things like the tube workers go on strike, when the no, it's not. When, Paul, when Paul, other services I've go got on to cut strike. you off because it is you get inconvenience then. No, Paul, it's maximum Paul, impact for, Paul, for I've it. got to cut you off because we're running out of time. But you're you're wrong. 
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Major problems on the M1 this morning. We've had a call from Mark. The M1 northbound, there's been an accident around the Toddington services. Also got a separate accident with one lane closed between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes. Very slow in the area and thanks to Glenn and Phil for phoning with updates. Further up on the M1 northbound, one lane still closed between Junction 15A for Toaster and 16 for Daventry after an accident. Long queues still on the approach on the speed sensors there. Also had an update in from Rebecca on the A41 heading from Chesham towards Watford. There's been an accident involving several vehicles and it's extremely slow along that road at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.48, here are your headlines. Parents in the three counties say they know very little about a teacher's strike tomorrow which could result in the closure of their children's school. Malaysian airline officials have defended the way they used text messages to tell relatives that the missing passenger jet had crashed, killing everyone on board. And in sport, conference leaders Luton might go 17 points clear tonight if they manage to snatch a victory at Grimsby. Let's get the weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, a bit of a cloudy, damp day today. We've got a band of rain which will gradually move its way westwards. At the moment it's very light and patchy, but quite a lot of cloud around. It's going to leave a few showers behind as well, but brightening up from the east this afternoon. With temperatures struggling a little day today, so we're only really looking at highs of 6, 7, perhaps 8 degrees Celsius. Tonight, quite a clear, cold night ahead, so there's a chance of frost in the countryside, and also some uh, patchy fog might develop as well, with temperatures down close to freezing. Tomorrow we'll have a dry start with some sunny spells. The fog should lift fairly early on. And then we've got showers attacking from the east, so they'll gradually work their way inland. So we're probably not going to see them until this afternoon when they could be uh, a little bit more widespread. But they're going to be quite heavy at times and continuing through the night with temperatures reaching 9 or 10 degrees Celsius. Thursday we've got a day of sunshine and heavy thundery showers, which should clear later on. On Friday we've got a dry start followed by outbreaks of rain. It's going to be quite a keen breeze as well, so it probably feel quite raw on Friday. That rain will stay with us until Saturday and the brisk wind, but the temperatures should start to improve, so we might see highs in the mid to high teens. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, Nigel's in Aylesbury. Morning, Nigel. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I've just seen a picture of uh, what Jeffrey looks like. Jeffrey from Bracknell. Oh, okay, sorry, I missed that. I was driving into the car. No, don't so, worry. He looks like uh, I imagined he would. <laughs> lots of people are having, lots of people enjoying the show on Facebook this morning, Nigel, which good. is well, always lovely. good. Yes, I will, have a, I will have a look when I finish with talking to yourself then. Go on, um, what would you like to say? 
It's about the teacher strike. I mean, I phoned up and started to ask the question, what, what compensation are they going to pay us back yep. for having to look after the children or take the time off work and stuff like that? But also, there's another thing on this as well. Um, what work are they going to set the children to do? Let's not make it just another play day for them. They have that weekend to sort that out. It sounds very harsh, but, you know... There's a, to- there's a time and a place for everything. And my wife has just mentioned that we're coming up to half term. So why didn't they take the... Why didn't they strike the w- day before half term? So it just becomes oh. an extension to the holidays. I suppose the argument would be uh, is that they, they need to cause um, disruption, don't they? If, if, well, if they, they want yeah, their they point do. to be got across. So by doing it in the middle of the week, in a normal week, yeah. then this will, will get maximum coverage. Yeah, but then they, you know, but as being a parent, and I've always, I've also phoned in with regards to taking time off um, in school term or term time. You know, it, we will get penalised if we have time off in there, but we're not getting, they're not getting penalised for doing that. I understand that it's a right to strike, and I understand that, but they are actually more important than a, they're fairly important in people's lives. They're actually working with children's lives and their, their possibility of. Pro- um, progressing further in their life and it's a bit a bit annoying as a parent that you know we seem to have these these times and this strikes and stuff like that negotiate and then start then possibly go on strike i don't i haven't heard any negotiations of any kind being mentioned about it it just seems to be we're going on strike and out we go i've only heard as well one um, uh, person phone up this morning and say that ultimately he's doing it because he doesn't feel he can give the children the pupils the best yeah. that they deserve. That, that yeah. surely has got to be the ultimate aim of the teachers, is to make sure that they give the kids the best that they can. Yes. And hardly it anyone's is. alluded to it. Well, that's it. And, and also, as well, is, is what, what does a strike actually do? The strike doesn't actually affect the government. It doesn't actually affect the pupils. What about working to rule teachers and actually saying, no, at four o'clock, we are going to stop, we are going to go home, we're going to not do the external... Um, stuff that you're complaining that you're having to do and then working that way I don't know because I'm only a parent so I can't <laughs> help them out <laughs> well, well, you, you know nothing Nigel you should know nothing thank you very much indeed 08459 555 Justin Dealey is uh, out and about morning Just hello Ian yes you've been out this morning up now, right? yeah it? well it's hotting up now people are, are enjoying my technique on Facebook which is always good to know <laughs> yes, yes. yes. So, uh, yeah, this strike tomorrow. I'm uh, live in Dunstable. Some uh, very interesting audio coming up here. This is a teacher who I spoke to a moment ago. Now, madam, you're not on strike tomorrow. What's your thoughts on those teachers that are going on strike? Um, I'm in support of them. Who are on st- I think it's a really good cause that they're going on, su- on strike for. Why is it such a good cause? Um, I think the government have been exceptionally hard on the profession teaching and teachers and... Um, it's our pensions that have been hit, our workload have been hit. I think the expectations are becoming horrendous. And what you'll end up with is teachers who are overworked and exhausted and unable to do their job properly. A bit like the rest of the nation? Um, yes. Mm. Yeah. So what's you know, different about teachers? What's the difference with teachers? I don't think um, the government's coming down as hard on doctors and solicitors and everyone else. I think there's a misconception that teaching is um, uh, eighth... Uh, nine till half past three job and you get all these holidays when in essence the amount of planning and time that actually takes up i mean most nights i don't go to bed until half past 12 one o'clock in night. really yes because i have 14 classes and their books needs to be marked i have to assess them i need to know how they progress and this is the expectation that's put on us and then on top of that if the children don't make the progress that's required it's the teacher's fault so you think the public will support you instead of thinking that you're just lazy 
I would like the public to support us. I, I can see it as well. I'm a parent as well, and I can see how parents, um, people who have children, are thinking, oh, the school's shut, I've got to come off. But it's a good cause at the end of the day, you know. Do you think it's fair, though, on the parents? Because Ashton Middle School, 475 children come here. The school's going to be closed tomorrow. What about those parents? They're going to be inconvenienced. Why take it out on them? Do you know, it's not a matter of taking it out on them. You know, at the it age... though, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Because the school's going to be closed? The school being closed isn't taken out on the parents, no. Really? No. How's that not taken it out on the parents? How is it taken it out on the How parents? How is it not taken it out on the parents? Because they now are going to have to make extra plans, aren't they? They are going to have to make extra plans, but we have to make extra plans as well. You know, there's, there's a cause here, and for things to change, you have to stand up. There you go. A teacher talking to me a few moments ago, Ian. I might go on strike. Why would you want to go on strike, though? I want better um, paying conditions. <laughs> I do want better. I do actually want better paying conditions. But the difference is, though, Ian, if you were to go on strike, let's just say tomorrow, yeah, you possible. would tell the bosses that you were going on strike, wouldn't you? Yeah. And with this particular strike tomorrow, you, you can see the, the, the frustration um, when it comes to the head teachers because they don't know. No. The unions don't have to tell them who is coming in and who is not coming and in it's, tomorrow. It's, it's disingenuous of that, that uh, teacher there to say it doesn't have an impact on the kids, uh, on the, the parents. Of course it does. Of course it does. Justin, excellent stuff. Thank you. I'm going to squeeze in Ali in Bedford. Morning, Ali. Good morning, Ian. Ali, well, you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. You found out that your school... Wh when did you find out if your school was being affected or not? I, I was sent a text message yesterday by the head teacher. OK, and so what, what school is it and what's happening? Uh, the school is uh, Bedford, uh, Bidnam, uh, Bidnam Upper in uh, Bidnam. And are they going on strike? No. They're open as usual. Well, that's, well, that's, that's good news for you. Maybe not such good yeah. news for your, uh, your children. Uh, what do you think about the way it's being handled, Ali? Uh, well, I'd like to say I've been listen I listen to you every morning uh, for the last year or so. Thank you. Uh, and uh, uh, a lot of people criticising teachers. Uh, teachers do people put up with a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of hard work. And plus, when they have to come home, they have to still do the marking as uh, the paperwork. Uh, some of the teachers, they've got their families as well. They don't spend much time as we normally do well, after work. I work eight hours and I go home and have a uh, life with the family. They don't have that much time because they have to do school works. Mm. And uh, uh, when people say they have long holidays, obviously they have long holidays. That's the time they catch up with their uh, normal well, life. Uh, Ali, look, there's, a, there's, a, there's a comment from Ian Murphy, who really is thoroughly enjoying the show this morning. Uh, teachers have a hard life. They get about 12 weeks holiday a year. What would you say to, to Ian? Yeah, I would like to say to Ian, why not try uh, doing a teaching so he can get 12, 12 weeks of holiday as well? If he, if he thinks they get a lot of uh, holidays and uh, this is nice, why not ask him to uh, be a teacher and try to see what, how he feels? I, I suspect, Ali, that he, uh, along with many of the other people criticising the teachers, would not be able to handle it. Thank you very much indeed. There we go, that's it. But you can still keep calling about schools and the teacher strike if you want, because JVS is going to pick up the baton and run with it. So uh, now is an excellent time to start calling as we wipe down the switchboard for us. When I say wipe down, I don't mean of detritus, I mean of phone calls, and we set it up again for his team. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound one lane is closed between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes after an accident and very slow in the area. 
Also, the northbound M1, one lane closed between junction 15A for Tosa and 16 for Daventry after an accident with long delays on the approach. We had a call in from Martin in Stretley. The A6 is closed in both directions between Sharpenhoe Road and the Luton Road after an accident. We've got queues on the approaches to the closure on both directions at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Excellent stuff. That's it from me. That's your lot. You can send me an email if you want. ian.lee at bbc.co.uk Don't forget to keep going to the Facebook page as well for updates. JVS up next until tomorrow at six from me. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS show. Rather grotty-looking morning in beds, hearts and bucks, but never mind, it's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in. Do you support the teachers' strike? Teachers across the three counties may go on strike tomorrow, but their union...